0: whatever else the kids are calling it these days. So if you see someone who looks like us there, just know it's not us. Lastly, you can support us on patreon.com slash sacredicon and receive a bevy of bonus content. We're so glad you chose us to be the voice in your ear on this particular day and hope you enjoy the episode ahead.
1: Halo, halo to all you Spartans out there fighting for your lives on Zeta Halo. It is the episode where a new Halo game has come out, ladies and gentlemen. You're tuning in to the Sacred Icon Podcast, where we talk all things Halo. Unfortunately, we don't have a lot to talk about this week, but no, I'm just kidding. I'm just joshing you guys. We got a new Halo game out. Halo Infinite, and it's fun. Uh... To be clear, guys, before we get into everything, we are going to be talking no spoilers. So for any of you guys that were wanting to listen to us, wanted to tune in to Brian and Josh, but you were like, ah, I don't really, you know, have they beaten it? Are they going to talk about that stuff? No, we're not going to be talking about that stuff. We're going to dance around it. We're going to covenant dance around all the spoilers so you don't have to worry about that. We got you guys covered. Without further ado, though, I'm your host, Jovial Joshua Hargis, and join with me as always is my buddy, my pal, and my friend, Brian vet brian bottoms up and the, and the devil, devil laughs. laughs gives you something to think about doesn't it josh always does always does always i think does. about it all always the time gets, peaks that interest
0: gets your brain running wild gets my mind ideas. grapes going baby mind grapes going love it josh how are you enjoying your time playing halo infinite
1: i'm having a blast dude i think the combat cycle is honestly the best it's been in a long time just the loop of you know it's like yeah. i feel that 30 seconds of fun every time i'm loving yeah, it. yeah it's it's a ton of fun man i'm i i'm
0: I'm already on my second playthrough through Legendary, and I just woke up this morning. I'm just like, I want to just get in the game and kill enemies. Like, it's just fun.
1: <laughs> I know, dude. I was like, when I woke up, I was like, I'm really excited to record with you, but I'm also like, I want to go play Halo Infinite right yeah, now. Yeah, I just want to kill, kill enemies and stuff, <laughs> yeah, but uh, Definitely.
0: it's great. But yeah, guys, so basically on today's episode, as Josh said, there's going to be no spoilers. We're going to cover a few small things, and then we're going to get to the, the the meat of the conversation, which is Josh and I's impressions on Halo Infinite, what we think about it, spoiler free. Uh, but first thing I wanted to mention, and I'm mentioning it because I think it's beneficial for people to hear. I think it's a uh, it's a good article that um, makes us think about game development and three hard work in a better light. So I think some people might think that this is an article you would read to say the opposite, to to paint a picture of things gone wrong, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason I wanted to bring this article up is because I think it's very interesting. I think it's very beneficial to our mindset when approaching our thoughts on Halo Infinite. So I'm going to go ahead and read this first. This is, if you guys have already uh, heard about it or read it, this is an article from Jason Schreier on Bloomberg. And I'm just going to read. Th- I think I'm going to read through the whole thing. If I feel like it's boring, I'll, I'll skip through. But I think I'm going to read through it because it's pretty good. Josh is also reading along with me here. Um, it says. <laughs> yeah, I just picture us as sitting down. Yeah, just like, I got two kids in a corner at school, like, reading a book together. Yeah. This article is titled, How Microsoft's Halo Infinite Went from Disaster to Triumph. And it says, after a messy reveal in 2020, the company's signature gaming franchise needed a rescue effort to get across the finish line. So the article starts, In July 2020, Microsoft Corporation showed a nine-minute trailer of Halo Infinite the latest installment from its blockbuster gaming franchise which has sold more than 81 million copies and brought in almost $6 billion dollars. Halo fans have been waiting to get a taste of the game since the company first told them about it two years earlier, and Microsoft was counting on their enthusiasm to propel the sales of its newest Xbox, which it planned to release in the fall. The trailer showed an expanded playing field and new weapons, but gamers immediately fixated on the graphics, which were so blocky that cynical fans began to joke, that Xbox must have mixed up its Halo and Minecraft franchises. I don't remember
1: that being a thing.
0: I don't (laughs) don't remember uh, Maybe a little bit, but yeah, I don't really remember that too much either. (laughs) Um, Even within Microsoft, there was wide acknowledgement that releasing a half-to-bake demo was a big mistake. We should have known before and just been honest with ourselves, Phil Spencer, Xbox's head, said in a recent interview with British GQ magazine. We we were there not out of deception, but more out of hope. And I don't think hope is a great development strategy. Microsoft reluctantly decided to push back the release date. It then tapped Joseph Staten, the lead writer for the first three Halo games in the early 2000s, to get things back on track. Staten had stepped away from the franchise in 2009 and was serving as a senior creative director for Microsoft, where he worked in other big games, including State of Decay and Crackdown. A month after the... the debacle. I always struggle with this word, Josh. You got You read deb- along with me? Debacle. Yeah. Debacle, I always say it wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm no, after good. the debacle, with the demo, Staten rejoined 343 Industries, the Microsoft-owned gaming studio that makes Halo, as its creative director. One of the first things he did was remind the studio's demoralized staff that the franchise's long-running success had actually been marked by several bumpy introductions, including a disastrous demonstration of the very first Halo game in 2001 that almost doomed the series before it even got started. We've had some rough demos over the years, he says. Staten also persuaded Microsoft leadership to give 343 as much time as it needed to fix things. Microsoft saw Halo as critical to influencing gamers to buy the new console, but releasing a buggy version could have soured players on the game. The studio made the mistake once before with its 2014 release of Halo the Master Chief Collection, whose multiplayer version was so glitchy that 343 ended up making multiple public apologies. Serious gamers still remember the episode as a significant breach of trust that Microsoft couldn't afford to repeat. There's nothing worse for a game than to release it and have all sorts of bugs or things that are going to ruin the gameplay experience, says Jason Brown, who once competed in Halo's professional eSports league under the name Lunchbox. Lunchbox. The risky decision to slow down seems to have transformed a potential disaster into a real success. In November, 343 surprised fans by releasing a free multiplayer mode of Halo Infinite on the 20th anniversary of the release of the first Halo game. By the next day... The game had set an Xbox record for most concurrent players on the online gaming platform, Steam. The full version went on sale December 8th to positive initial reviews. Halo Infinite can't just be another Halo. It needs to be the Halo that exists in your imagination, wrote CNET reviewer Mark Serles. And incredibly, against all odds, it pretty much is. you will love to hear it. Gamers notoriously difficult to keep happy seem ready to forgive Microsoft for its false start. I don't want to say the Halo community has done a 180 because gamers now are just kind of skeptics, but they've turned maybe 130 degrees, says Matt McDonald, moderator of a Halo forum on Reddit. Halo pits a genetically modified marine, the Master Chief, in a battle against a religious cult of aliens with the future of humanity on the line. Coming into being alongside the first Xbox, it's been produced in-house at Microsoft since its inception. In 2007, 343 took over production of Halo from Bungie, the studio that made the earliest versions. Microsoft-owned studio has been characterized by flawed internal tech tools, infighting, and high turnover, according to interviews with more than 20 20 current and former employees who requested anonymity because they weren't authorized to speak publicly. All those factors played a role in the difficulties with Halo Infinite, which the studio began planning in 2015, just after Halo 5, the last full installment of the game that was released. After kicking around various formulas, the developers landed on an idea that stuck. Halo as an open-world game. Rather than progress through a series of levels, player would explore a giant landmass, completing missions in any order, as they did in Nintendo's 2017 The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, which is considered one of the greatest games of all time. Video Fucking just
1: like, damn right!
0: Yeah, right? It's, it is a great game. And honestly, I have so much to say about that Breath of the Wild comparison, once again, later in this podcast. I always do... Um, Video games are built using software tools called gaming engines. The engine used to build Halo was one that 343 had based largely on old code from Bungie. Parts of that engine, a set of tools called Faber, became infamous at the studio for being buggy and difficult to use. Within engineering, there's a concept known as tech debt, which refers to problems one puts up with because the previous programmers of a system chose quick, easy solutions over more sustainable ones. Faber's code, some of which dated to the early 2000s, had so much debt that some 343 engineers mockingly referred to it as tech bankruptcy. The staffing at 343 was also unstable, partially because of its heavy reliance on contract workers who made up almost half the staff by some estimates. Microsoft restricts contractors from staying in their jobs for more than 18 months, which meant steady attrition at 343. Halo Infinite's creative direction was also in flux until unusually late in its development. Several developers described 343 as a company split into fiefdoms, I haven't heard that word before, Mm -hmm. with every team jockeying for resources and making conflicting decisions. One developer describes the process as four to five games being developed simultaneously. By the summer of 2019, Halo Infinite was in crisis mode. The studio decided to cut almost two-thirds of the entire planned game, Mm -hmm. leaving managers to instruct some designers to come into the office and do nothing while the studio figured out the next move. Eventually, the game's open world was cut back from a vast, Zelda-like experience into something far smaller. It soon became clear to some on the team that even with the compromises, getting Halo Infinite into decent shape by the following fall would be impossible. Still, the timing of the release didn't seem up for discussion. Microsoft told 343 that it had to be the launch game for the next Xbox, which meant releasing it in November 2020. The demo changed all that. Microsoft said on August 11, 2020 that it would delay the game, though it left the exact timing vague. When Staten arrived, he pushed his bosses to let 343 take its time, presenting them with a list of features that would make Halo Infinite a success if time weren't the only factor. Here's a list of all the things we could do to make this game excellent, he recalls telling them. Here's what more time buys us. As a player, Staten liked how computer controlled marines and earlier versions would join up with him on his battles. At the time he took over, he says marines in Halo Infinite were programmed to stay frustratingly close to the spots where the player first encountered them. Every once in a while I run into a couple marines, Staten says, but they kind of stay where they are, and they don't join me on my adventure, and they're not part of that heroic feeling that you get from classic Halo games. In the end, 343 fixed the graphics problems and Staten got his roaming marines, but Halo Infinite isn't yet a finished product. That's okay in a way that wouldn't have been true for past versions. Since the release of the last full version of the game, the industry has moved towards regularly updated games than periodic releases of entirely new titles. Ugh. I hate it. Me and Josh hate it. Uh, hate The studio... It. What's that, Josh? I said hate it. <laughs> I it's agree. Worse. Yeah, it's the worst. Uh, the studio is planning to add some key features as updates, including co-op mode, which lets gamers play the campaign with a friend, and Forge, which allows the creation of multiplayer maps. For now, players are content to play the version 343 is releasing. It's it just has a really good balance of new and old, which can cater to classic and newer fans alike. Says Marcus Lovejoy, who competed in Halo's professional esports league under the name Illuminite, before becoming a team manager. That has been one of the game's biggest, one of the biggest game changers. So that's it for the article. Um, but uh, there's a lot to unpack there. But I kind of thought what what was nice about this article is it was kind of covering the real development struggles of Halo Infinite. Um, just a little bit more than we're used to seeing um, where, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you listening have been somebody who's been waiting for Halo Infinite for years or you've been in our community and you've been on top of all these delays and news drops and behind-the-scenes stuff and you've really just been frustrated with, you know, how did this game, you know, had six years and then it got delayed, you know, it got delayed a year and um, how can this game come out, you know, the multiplayer came out technically a month early then the campaign came out this week. Uh, we still don't have forge. We still don't have co-op. You know, there's things like assassinations aren't in the game. How could this be? But if you, you know, going through this article, you think about, you know, just how many uh, contract employees they had, which can only work there for 18 months. A contract employee, everything they learn and do, it's all forgotten knowledge once once they leave. You know, if they're there for 18 months and they leave, then you get a new contractor, a new replacement. You have to teach them all over again, yeah. and you have. Uh, like it mentions at one point, it was like five games being developed at once. You have people begging for resources here, resources there, and then you have different leadership leaving and coming and going. You have Microsoft pushing you to make sure it's out by the time of the launch of the Xbox Series X. Not to mention, you know, it talks about the code that they had from Bungie, which in the beginning of this whole process, they were taking that code. And actually, this is something that a lot of people are still confused about. A lot of people think the Slipspace Engine is a new engine. It's actually not a new engine. What they did... After Halo Five was, they took the they took the Halo engine that they had been duct taping apart forever, and they broke it into a bunch of teeny pieces, and then reassembled it with an instruction manual. It's basically what they did. They basically reassembled it in a way so now that if a developer finds out they need to do this thing, they can look at this, look at how the engine's developed, and go, okay, to get to this thing, I need to do this, this, and this. Whereas before, it was a series of trial and error. Um, so they, you know, they put this engine back together. It was a tough engine to work with. You know, you got contractors coming to go, and going. You got Microsoft breathing down your neck. You got CEO, or not CEOs, but leadership changing and leaving and all that stuff, and it becomes very clear that uh, we're lucky to receive the product we did, because I think me and Josh are on the same page without getting to that point yet, that we both very much like Halo Infinite, and so far we're very happy with it. Uh, I have completed the game, Josh hasn't, but I know we've both done quite a bit. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, the TLDR is Joe Staten came in, got him to give another year, and That year of delay and then releasing the multiplayer and campaign without all the other features like Forge and Co-op. You know, you've heard Joe Staten talk about it before. Joe Staten said, you know, the fact of the matter is, Co-op's not where we want it to be yet. Forge is not where we want it to be yet. They want to put things out when they're ready. And the unfortunate business of this all is we do live in a time where games are coming out in pieces as a live service and not as a full game. And me and Josh are so, so sick of that. Let's play Everybody Hurts. We hate it. We hate it.
1: Everybody so much. hurts.
0: <laughs> What's the next line? Do you remember? I don't know.
1: Everybody cries.
0: Beautiful. Oh, beautiful, Josh. Oh, Microsoft uh, chills. Accepting Dang. the reality that we do live in that situation, uh, it does seem clear that Microsoft and Joe Staten and, and the you know everyone involved chose the right path here because what we got was a stellar multiplayer and a stellar campaign that runs rock solid. It's not very buggy or anything like that at all. Um, there was a time a couple of weeks ago where J- uh, Jason Schreier had mentioned, maybe it was a couple months ago, Jason Schreier had mentioned that, you know, Halo had this opportunity to be the next cyberpunk or to be a good game at launch. And they chose the right path. So man, I've been talking a lot thank here, you, but cyberpunk. ultimately,
1: thank you. Thank you so I much think, for following yeah, your soul a, for us.
0: I think they made a right decision here and it, it, it shows that game development is just incredibly hard and it doesn't matter how much money you have um, a company like Microsoft expects mm-hmm. things to go a certain way in a certain timeline. And the, just it's just amazing the game turned out as well as it did uh, after all that. Josh, wh- what do you have to say? I've talked a lot.
1: No, you're good. It's good to cover a lot of that stuff, especially uh, particularly about the uh, Slip Space Engine. I think that's important to to note. But, uh, you know, I think the biggest takeaway from that was even uh, cutting two-thirds of the game and having to kind of funnel in to just to get the product that we got. And I, I think for a lot of people reading that, that could be the kind of thing where it's like, What the fuck? But that actually happens all the time in game development. That's not uncommon at all. Like, that's something that's been talked about before, not just with Halo, but also just generally speaking. These are things that we don't know about with every game that you now see us get to know more about. And um, it it would have been cool to, you know, speculate and think about what this game could have been and even even in a bigger sense. But uh, I am so content with what it is, because what it is is still so much bigger than any other Halo we've gotten. Um, but it does go to show just how much changes in, in development. Obviously, there was a lot of shifting around. I think it is tough when you look at things like uh, Kiki Wolfkill. She's been gone most of the time because she's been focused on helping the Showtime, or I'm sorry, the Paramount Plus show yeah. get going. And that's had to have been that's had to have been extremely tough not having someone in her position to be there to oversee whatever she might have to oversee on a day to day basis to do whatever she has to do. That's had to have been tough. But I am glad. Um, that she's at least been doing it for a good reason, as opposed to Jason Jones, who sometimes just, uh, took off. (laughs) It's like, I got to go on a sabbatical. Bye. She's like, I'm going to go help out and get this show going. But, uh, no, there's a lot to chew from that. Um, and I'm really glad that that's not somehow cast infinite in a negative light because it's good to have that knowledge. It's good to to know about that stuff. I mean, we wanted to know about that kind of stuff. It's nice to see it get put out there. Um, but uh, so much of that stuff is so normal. Some of it is abnormal. But, uh, I mean, we got the product we got, and I'm just really happy end of the day with that. I know a lot of independent people I've seen on Twitter past couple of years that have come and gone working on specific aspects of that stuff. And the, you can tell how much pride they have and how proud they are for people to play it and, and get the feedback and stuff like that because it just a, was a revolving door. And that's had to have been difficult internally. And... I imagine that's not something you want to like put out there, but at the same time, I don't really see it as too big of a deal when the game turned out how it is. And I think that's obviously they're going to be looking to, to fix that stuff. I mean, every studio looks to improve with every game and they finally got the game out. I mean, it was a rocky. I, I do think they botched the launch, but at the same time, I think they had the best of intentions so they weren't <laughs> they weren't deliberately trying to botch the launch and what's out now is is something that can grow and even though brian and i don't really like the whole games as a service shit like it's really exciting to finally have this out there see what it's like get the feeling of it together as a unit and uh see that potential now fully since we're past the point of speculating over every little bit of nuanced stuff now the game's out now we actually get to know some more behind the scenes stuff and we get to look forward that's pretty cool
0: yeah, well, it just goes to show that like what gamers perceive as a good game or a finished game is really just a compromised version of someone else's vision.
1: Always compromise.
0: It's always compromise. The series of compromises. Yes. I mean, you look at you take you take your favorite games of all time, whether it be Halo Combat Evolved, whether it be Knights of the Republic or Zelda Ocarina of Time, these games that that I'm mentioning those games because that's some of our favorite games. Um these games that people look at as like near perfection or perfection or their favorite games of all time and you don't understand because you weren't in the studio what compromises were taken like maybe the knights of the republic that they intended the thing if they had gotten everything they wanted it could have just been that much better
1: oh yeah they or, had sons con- of cunt content on there cut planet entirely from the yeah.
0: story so maybe maybe if you had given the team at bioware another two years to make knights of the republic the time would have made the game worse you know sometimes having too much time absolutely makes the game worse so you just never know you know halo combat evolved it was an rts then it was a third person then it was a first person first person that's why unfortunately
1: like crunch culture is such a thing because it's just it's like how do you if you have too much time then you're not necessarily going to finish a game. I mean, most developers would—they always say like if their backs against the wall, it's like they're going to take as much time as they can, and they'll never release the game because they're constantly trying to tweak and yeah. perfect it and it's never get it out. So it helps to have the deadlines. They have to push for those things. It's a necessary evil, but obviously, notwithstanding, crunch culture needs to be better and not really be a thing. But see, and you can you can see why Joe Staten's favorite game developed of all his
0: favorite game he ever ODST. developed comes Odst yeah. because. He makes it sound like ODST actually didn't have any compromise. He made it sound like it had none because it was made in the Halo 3 engine. He had a lot of time. Um, I think that so was the biggest thing for
1: exactly him it. is he didn't have to carry over. He didn't have to start from scratch with a whole yeah, new like look or anything exactly. like that. He just carried over the Halo 3 engine and can build from that, which no one really gets to do ever.
0: Yeah, I, I think Very I, know. I think we disagree a little bit on that, Josh. But I'm somebody who just wishes we just I wish we stuck to old tech longer because I feel like we could get more goodness you know, I don't like, disagree with that.
1: No, no, no. I, I, I wish we did too. I, I, I don't. I'd rather see gens be like more of a twenty-year gap, for example. Even just you know keep the same consoles around longer and stuff. But no, I mean you have to change at some point. You have to grow. But I don't think you need to. We don't. I don't. We don't. We don't. We don't need to do it as soon as we do. Imagine we if really don't.
0: Imagine if they released a sequel to Halo Infinite in ten years, mm-hmm. and they use the same engine and the same assets. Well, Mm -hmm. they could add new assets, but largely a lot of the same assets. They used a lot of. They kind of just basically used the template for Infinite again, but because they got to skip all of that rebuilding, they were able to put like large scale missions the size of past Halo games in that open world with even more intricate design Mm -hmm. because they don't have to go through that all again. But you know, in ten years, people are going to be expecting to be a revolutionary new experience. They're not going to want. You know, there's there's no way the studio is just going to use the same engine, same. Same assets again. It's no, to I don't think it's wrong done. if they had
1: done something like that. If they were to ever do something like that, but you do have to change. You do have to to do new stuff. But at the same time, it I'm always a uh, gameplay over uh, graphics kind of person. Anyway, even yeah. though I think there is very much a place for graphics, you have to have that. You have to showcase some things. It's just like you have to. But where and when you do that is sometimes gets a bit muddied, and it's not something I think. Uh, Sometimes people look at that first and foremost, like we saw and like they mentioned in there with the infinite reveal originally. Like basically internally, everyone at three four three knew that it wasn't uh, gonna look the best as that kind of showcases, but um, they still did it out of hope to try to get that buzz out there to see that potential, especially amid a pandemic and everything, and trying to launch a brand new console. So that that was a, a, a tough position for anyone to be in uh, between three four three and Microsoft, but. Uh, you know, graphically, the game that's the that takeaway. Everyone took a took from it like, oh, the graphics suck. And it's like that's had to be that had to suck for them because what what's there? Yeah. The same gameplay cycle still flows into the game now that we know. Obviously, it looks way more beautiful. Obviously, it feels better to have had that time. So the game looks visually stunning. I prefer it like this. I wanted it to look stunning, but it didn't need it. It doesn't ever need it. But um, it's good. It, it's good to have it. So, I mean, sometimes I should say you you do need to have it here and there. And I do yeah. think, considering this was a fresh start, they needed that momentum. We'll see. Carrying it's just
0: crazy considering, like, because the game we got, me and Josh are very happy with. This is awesome experience. And to find out that this campaign is maybe two-thirds of what it could have been. They had more planned. Mm-hmm. That's just, once again, reiterating how much the game is. A co- games are constant compromises. Like, even hearing this, like, even hearing that it could have had more, We look at the game and we see it as a full, complete thing because it feels like it to us. Yeah, every
1: single game that's made, it has shit like thrown at the whiteboard basically to see what sticks and what they can do and what they can't do within the time allotted. And, you know, it's always made up of compromises. What has to go? What can't stay? What what have we worked on a lot but just can't? It's not working or we don't have the time for it. That happens all the time. These games get singled out. You know, things like Halo Infinite and, and other games and stuff like that that come out. But like this is very much a common thing. And Halo is just kind of bearing the face of how common something like that is. So I guess for anyone reading that, if, if you guys don't follow that stuff as much and we don't blame you, um, you know, it's it's definitely not just an infinite thing uh, at all. And it's just compromises and trying to figure it out. Plus, again, it goes back to the whole aspect of. These guys are doing something completely different for the first time. You know, Bungie never did something like this with theirs. They went and did something different with Destiny. And 343 has done more linear focused games that, you know, weren't as open really in some ways as uh, the previous Bungie ones. So this is entirely new for them. And you're not just you're not just developing an open world game as a studio. You're also learning so many new tools and having to adapt to so many new things, you know, hence why co-op was probably delayed. You know, I mean, it's just a different way to play co-op. I mean,
0: I know, like, because, yeah. like, I know, I know that co-op, at least split-screen co-op, mm-hmm. local co-op, was not in Halo Five. Right. But that was with Halo Five. It's pretty clear they just made that decision that they didn't want to have split-screen co-op in the game. It wasn't. It wasn't so much of they couldn't get it into Halo Five. It was we don't think it's important. We're not going to put it in. Then they found out afterwards it was important. So for Infinite, it feels less like they left it out because it. It's not that they left it out because it wasn't important it was because hey wow adding this into this open world experience we need to make sure we do this right and we don't have it done on time proper so we're going to release it later. But I think I think the whole the whole point of you know me reading this article off and us talking about this is just kind of to set our minds in a good place for as we talk about Halo Infinite going forward because what we got is just a miraculous product that you know it feels like a miracle I guess it feels like a miracle but it's really not it's a bunch of extremely talented people just working their butts off and making so many compromises. And this is what it ends up like out the door. That just shows how talented these people are. You guys so go and you look at something.
1: Absolutely. You go and you look at a documentary like Raising Kratos, where the studio didn't really have to make certain compromises about condensing the game size or anything like that. But you do see the internal struggle and in what people go through and how hard they're like stretched and stuff like that. And I, honestly, that is the best modern documentary on just gaming culture and what it's like it. under the hood. And it definitely gives you a lot more insight into these things and, in what people are internalizing and stuff like that at studios. So yeah. Bottom line for me, when it comes to that article, I mean, that's it, it's a lot to take away it. None of that in there really surprised me personally. Cause I feel like we've just known about that. I mean, yeah. being in the halo community, it's so much of that has already trickled out. Um, I was kind of expecting more, but at the same time, uh, I'm glad to hear what's there and see it put in a way I think the two-thirds nice. of the
0: game thing is something I didn't know for sure. I didn't really know that.
1: Yeah, and I heard that. I had heard that, but, I mean, again, I didn't know confirmation mm-hmm. of that for sure. But overall, I mean, I like that that article's there in a way that it's more like, you know, potential failure, like cyberpunk story to triumph. And yeah. I love that they frame it as such while still being able to tell it. I think that's perfect. It's perfect because this game is good. It's amazing. We're going to get into that, but... Um they could have spun it a completely different way. And I think that was really healthy to still get the truth out there, but also say it in a way that like, hey, this game was you basically you guys don't realize how close this game was to flatlining so many times. Yeah. But it made it and it really made it really stuck the landing.
0: So, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No fall damage. Um,
1: Josh, what is the what, Moving into the next topic, what is the title of the podcast audio drama series? Yeah, so uh, recently they almost like shadow dropped it, and then they announced it later on. But uh, so we have a podcast, essentially an audio drama called Halo Infinite Memory Agents, and a lone secret agent from the Office of Naval Intelligence is sent on a secret mission to relay critical intel to the Master Chief. There's just one catch: every seven hours, her memory resets. Now, she must make a perilous journey through closely monitored space, desperate to learn whatever she can about her own past as well as that of the Master Chief. Through the help of an AI companion in battlefield reports of others who have encountered the legendary hero, she pieces together just how important her task may be. So, this is six episodes, guys, running about roughly close to 10 minutes each, so you're looking at about an hour's worth of content. And. This is great. I mean, this is really the closest thing we've gotten. If you guys are have not listened to this, if you're fans of Hunt the Truth, this is really the closest thing we've we've gotten to that, and it is damn good. Um, I'm not. You know, to be clear, I'm not. I don't think it's as good as Hunt the Truth. But I was on a drive yesterday out to my mom's house. She lives about an hour away, and it covered that commute. And I gotta say, I was invested as yep. fuck.
0: Yeah. This uh, this audio drama just goes on further to. Uh, make me make it reiterates to me how well I thought the marketing was done for Halo Infinite because it seems like this marketing is like the antithesis to Halo Fives. Like Halo Fives was so big, bombastic, story driven, setting up these huge expectations. Always thinking
1: the Jar Jar. I want to hear that word.
0: Yeah, bombastic Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> Go back to that episode <laughs> in the um, But Halo Infinite's marketing has just been, you know, become the Master Chief, step into his boots, you know, humanity. Um, War, you know, just it's very like the marketing for Halo Infinite doesn't really paint a picture of what the story is at all. It just paints the picture of this is your opportunity to step back into the boots of this iconic hero. And even when he comes down to this podcast, you know, Hunt the Truth was so heavily story driven and unique And what it did was it got our minds just going with ideas. And we were like, man, I can't imagine what Halo 5's campaign is going to be like. This Hunt the Truth story is so good. This campaign is going to be next level. And it set up this big expectation that it couldn't fulfill. Well, with this, you know, they dropped this right here. It's like a day or two before. I think it was like a day before the game came out. And this audio drama, it's shorter. It's more simplistic. But it's really well done. It delivers. And it also features... Some characters to give you some nostalgia. Like it, it has, it actually has Fauxhammer in it. Yeah. I um,
1: smiled like crazy. Big time, dude. And it's literally the same
0: up. voice actress. Um, and it has Chips Dubbo and just these characters that are, you know, mean so much to longtime Halo fans mm-hmm. just to reappear in this little drama before we go into Infinite and kind of just build that world up even more so simplistically. It was, um, and then it also yeah. it also ends up. Uh, clarifying in the end that the name of this this person that you're following through the audio drama is actually a childhood friend of John's of Master Chief's before he was abducted, mm-hmm. um, so it does this great world building without setting up any expectations for Halo Infinite. You know, after I, after I've watched the trailers of the the woman with the making the grapple hook, the guy who can't who <laughs> got cut across the throat, who can't speak, mm-hmm. you have the. Um, you have the the one with Master Chief fighting the brute. You have you know stuff like the Taco Bell commercial. You have the
1: yeah all these things. You lump it all mis- together and you have an incredibly uh, well told you know hype package. Basically, a marketing It yeah. doesn't feel like it's overselling itself. It exactly. Doesn't feel like it's underselling it. It's not doing anything to make you feel like you're getting uh misinformed. Kind of like unfortunately how Hunt the Truth was. They learned from it. You can tell.
0: Yeah, absolutely. What would you, um, I mean, Josh, what what are your thoughts on this audio drama as a whole? I mean, give us your thoughts on it and then give us what you give it out of five stars. Well, this literally has
1: nothing to do with spoilers whatsoever. And this is something we can even talk about more or we can talk about it here. But my favorite thing about the episode or I'm sorry, that series was how much emphasis is being put on John as like a motivating hero. And you're feeling you see that in the campaign, you see that in this marketing in general, you see that in this series. Um, John is still very strong but silent, but when he speaks, it's very, like, it's very thoughtful, like, it's very concise. And I'm loving how they're catering to that element. Like, we see we have been around Chief long enough, so there's the point of like he's accumulated this sort of renown, but it's told in a way that's not sort of like condescending or compromising. It really just lets John have that hero element to him that I think he had, especially around like Halo three, even, you know, and it's getting back to that where we're seeing how these personal accounts, how these people feel and look at him and create that image. And then also when he interacts, there's, there's several parts in this when this character is doubting herself and chief is just like almost like a hand on the shoulder, like don't sell yourself short, you know? And it's just like, everyone believes that you know and she believes it and she finds her strength through that stuff and that's my biggest takeaway about it i mean i not to pull from from her character but like i love seeing what they're doing with that it almost feels like there is just a collective pool of like how do we want to portray chief in this and it's i'm seeing it in every field now more and more since this game's come out really happy about that but to go back i mean it was really cool to to hear from mendez um that was really cool um and just to see even her reactions and stuff like that. Uh, great to hear uh, Fohammer when she's like, you know, our motto, we deliver. I s- fucking smiled in the car. Chill. I was like, I missed you, Fohammer, so yeah. much. That and was then she so finds great.
0: out that like, oh, Fohammer died two days after this.
1: Oh, I know. I know. Report. Super sad. But uh, yeah, but still great to hear from her. Chip's dubbo was hilarious. He's like, Oh, you're here to talk about me? We need to get our boy Chief on. He'll have a lot to say about me. He's my best mate. You know, I loved that. And they're like, Well, I, we're actually here to talk about the Chief. And he's like, right, You know, that goes into it. But uh, I like it because, you know, you do have the problem of this is clearly like a nostalgia trip to also get you excited about the game. It doesn't really have as much to do with the game. But I feel like it was done really well. You know, having those different recounts, and it yeah. was it was great to actually hear the the, the VO for for Hammer. Like, it's, if if you guys haven't listened, like it's literally Fauxhammer Hammer from Halo Combat Evolved. Yeah, like the same voice. it's boy, easy boy, to
0: listen. It's it's six episodes making up an super
1: hour. Sh- super short. Each episode ten minutes. You can do it in bite sized chunks. It's it's great. It really is.
0: It's short and sweet. I'd give it a four out of five stars because I'd give Hunt the Truth a five out of five.
1: Yeah, I'd give it a three out of five, but I really loved it. I really loved yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what do you yeah, think about the cheap stuff, Brian? What are your thoughts on that? I mean, are you feeling that too?
0: Oh, no, I think you made an excellent point, because I think uh, if you listen to this audio drama and then you play Halo Infinite, or even if you do it backwards and play Halo Infinite first, the way that Chief's character is being characterized in Halo Infinite is how he's characterizing this podcast. It's mm-hmm. very much, they're doing a really good, like, i as someone who's finished this campaign, no spoilers, of course, they're doing a really good job of um, making me feel like he's the chief of Halo, the original Halo trilogy who doesn't say much, but also being just a tad more in touch with his emotions. Yep. Like Halo 4, but not as overboard as maybe he's not like emotionally
1: compromised, forward. you know what I mean? You're not yeah. seeing him be like super vulnerable, but yet he has that, he kind of gets that across in how he talks to people yep. and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. They,
0: they've got the perfect blend for him here with Infinite's era. Hopefully, they can keep that going. Um, if they can't, then you know that'd be unfortunate, but yeah, it, this it's, it's a tight they've line got to the walk
1: momentum. They've got yeah, the momentum. It's and really good. Hats off to them with that. Cause it, man, it's been a journey, uh, going for these to do. You look at halo four, five and infinite now. And I feel like they're vastly different than any three halo bungees put together. I mean, just so different. And it's yeah. great to see them have gotten, gotten to this point and still have what we have. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, I'll be curious to hear what you guys think, but I mean, it's going to take time, but I really do look to see halo five, get a lot more love as time passes, knowing that we got to this point, knowing what the next iteration was like yeah. and, and is like, so, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, th- I mean, compared to other, you know, video games or movies, I th- I don't think Master Chief has been poorly characterized in any of his games. You know, even even whatever his lowest spot was, some might say that was Halo 5, I still felt like he felt like the Chief. You know, there, there were some things where it's like, oh, I could have preferred it, they did this differently. But they've kept him pretty consistent for 20 years, which is amazing. And Infinite's definitely a great place for him to be. So, yeah, yeah. If you guys, if you guys haven't listened to the audio drama, definitely check it out. You can check it on Spotify or any other major or podcast. I'm platform. telling you guys, yeah.
1: so good. And honestly, it's what I wish the audio books were to their respect because I just love something like this. It really is an audio drama. Really lets you live with these characters, and it feels it fuels that hype. It just it's amazing to see Halo be so relevant right now in pop culture, and stuff like this helps. And I I've realized how much I've missed that. I miss, like, I loved that Hunt the Truth era when we were just all speculating and stuff. And while this isn't the exact same, it's fun to actually get this shit and hear it. I mean, when you're not listening to a podcast or something and you're at work and you want to still listen to Halo, you got to check this out. You got to hear it. And when Chief showed up, I mean, it was just, I, like, I didn't know he was going to be in it. And then he showed up and I, like, I audibly yelled and cheered in my car. I was so happy. And I was like, next episode. Because I was like, oh, I'm going to listen to, like, four. I don't know how many there are. I'm just going to keep going. and kept going. And then it, like, gets to the end of four, I think, or maybe it was five. But um, he shows up, and I'm like, well, I guess I'm listening to this whole thing right now. <laughs> yeah, it's like they paid
0: Steve Downs for this. Okay, because I remember yeah. earlier in the episode, I thought, I can't remember why. I thought, maybe they'll have Cortana in this. I'm like, no, nah, they can't afford Jen Taylor. And Cortana. then Master Chief shows up. I'm like, okay. Yeah. So, no, very good. <laughs> yeah. No, good. it was amazing. Um, Definitely go check it out, like Brian said. Josh, we saw more an actual official trailer of the Halo on Paramount Plus um, TV show. Yep. Uh, what are your thoughts on it?
1: I did not think it would exceed my expectations. But, but it, it 100% looks better than I possibly imagined this look. And yep. when you see High Charity, I am literally dumbstruck, blinded by its majesty... I am cool? genuinely, like, blown away by how good that looks. I've never seen it look better. I mean, I'm watching the trailer now. Ryan, do you want to watch it real quick? Yeah, we could, we could watch me, it Let me together. hit you that up with the linky-linky. I'll get okay, you that, that over works. on Facebook. But uh, while I get this set up to you, what are your general thoughts?
0: Um, well, I want to first uh, pat ourselves on the back big time because since the second... I said this in the Discord. I'm saying it again. Since the second episode of Sacred Icon, Josh and I have been pro... This Halo TV show. We have been behind it 100%. Mm -hmm. We have had good things to say about it. There's been a lot of naysayers about this since the very beginning. Upset with um, actors' portrayals. uh, 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 Upset that it doesn't tie into the games. Upset that uh, certain story elements have been chosen. And me and Josh have just been saying since the beginning, Hey guys, this is its own thing. Uh, It's just exciting that we're getting... uh, What's that, Josh? I said, hey gamers. Yeah, hey gamers, <laughs> we're just excited <laughs> that we're getting a a TV show mm-hmm. with it that they're taking the time and money and effort to do, and now it's really paying off for us as people who believed in this project and supported it for the last few years to see it here in this trailer. And it did exceed my expectations as well. Everything looks so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, to see High Charity is freaking awesome. Um, just the the suits, the 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 aesthetic of it all. It just screams Halo in all the right ways. Josh, let's go ahead and we'll watch it. You can, where you want to play on, say right. when you say, when I'm gonna you say one.
1: From, I'm going to count down from five, and yes, as soon as I say one. All right, sounds good. All right, five, four, three, two, one.
0: Paramount Plus original. The first time <laughs> I've ever been excited for a Paramount Plus original. Product.
1: I do like Paramount Plus, actually. It's better than people give it credit for, but I get that. I don't know <laughs> if I've used it or not. I get that. No, I see. Seeing the scale looks amazing. Yeah. It's like Master Chief, perfect city. Like movements, perfect suit. Mm hmm. I so love Halsey. Halsey. I know looks Young so great to see Halsey finally. That's the only thing I'm, I'm, I'm excited who that for. That is no
0: high charity looks amazing.
1: Yes, high charity looks incredible. I'm not sure
0: who that is either.
1: Yeah, all of this is on a completely different scale than yeah, what anything we've gotten live action from Halo.
0: Yeah, it's got a it's got a perfect sense of Halo scale and aesthetic in it too. You know. Yeah, I love how Miranda looks. I'm a yep. fan of Miranda. Oh, and then we see John. Yeah, and it looks so good. It looks really, it looks real. Like that looked good.
1: To, that looked good, look good Joe. Brian. That looked look good. good,
0: Josh. New series streaming twenty twenty two. Josh, when do we think this is going to come out in twenty twenty
1: two? mm. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say by mid year. I'm gonna say by mid year.
0: Okay, I'm hoping I'm hoping for April, but I'm assuming just because life is hard. It'll be the fall of next year, and I'll be like, oh man. But it needs to steer clear of everything else. You know, like this can't come around out around a Marvel or a Star Wars show. That would no. just not be good. No, no. no. Uh, but it looks amazing. Chief Suit looks awesome. I'm super excited. Gonna be their day one. Even if, guys, even if this show comes out and Rotten Tomatoes, for whatever reason, says, Oh, it's a it's a twenty percent, you know, it's a twenty-five, it's a thirty percent, you know. Yeah, don't, uh, weak, don't pay act, attention to Rotten weak Tomatoes. Weak acting, hard to follow. It doesn't matter if they say that, which let me clarify first. I don't feel that way. I feel like it's going to be a great pro- project with great acting and great cinematography. I think it's going to be really good. I think Paramount Plus needs something like this. I have confidence in the show. But even if it was not good... I am just going to enjoy it because it's a Halo show. I'm going to watch it religiously. I'm going to be excited for it. I'm going to root it on. I mean, I think of Nightfall, the the small miniseries that I've never been a huge fan of. I still love Halo Nightfall because it's just more of that Halo world. Josh, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I can't wait. I hope we get a season two. I hope it's a new beginning and not just a limited time series. I mean, they have literally said nothing on that. So I really hope to see this becomes something that's uh, normal for several seasons. I see a lot of B movie kind of um, sci-fi elements in there, which I don't mind. It's just necessary. And plus it's a video game that gets to be made into a show. So it's like, what do we expect? But I kind of love that. And yeah. I get to see it on a higher production than uh, what we've gotten from previous Halo live action stuff. And that's, what's amazing to see. And I love that there is so much focus on the chief because everything else we've gotten sort of either has him or he's mentioned, but he's never like the focal point. And, I just I love Halo for that, and also if you're gonna do a new thing and try to bring new people in in this era, may as well have it focus on your protagonist and let the other characters shine through that and bounce off of that. And they're gonna need to because if he's gonna be the strong silent type, you're gonna need people to give that exposition off of Chief, like you get in the video games a lot of times, having Cortana around and, and weapon and stuff like that. So very cool to me. I am incredibly excited. I think High Charity looks great. If we're gonna see. Um, I can't wait to just see a lot of the Covenant. I just can't wait to see what they That's look cool. like. Even see um, if you if you guys exciting. want a Halo TV
0: show and you want it to succeed, show up for it. Be there. Get your Paramount Plus. Watch the episodes. Be a viewer count. Talk about it online. Like a good example right now, actually, is uh, The Witcher on Netflix. The first season. Now, me and Josh really enjoyed it, but it ultimately did not get very good reviews that first season but so many people loved it and showed up for it. We're now seeing reviews come out for Season 2, which neither of us have watched yet. I'm pretty sure it hasn't even released yet. It's still a couple days away. But the reviews for Season 2 are saying, wow, this is the sophomore effort. This is really good. It's got really high reviews in Rotten Tomatoes because people gave that first season a chance. Maybe Halo's first season, maybe it is a little rough in areas. Maybe they got some stuff to work on, but let's show up for it. Let's support it and see if it's something that we can get to continue on because I'm excited for this era. And also... Another thing I want to say, Josh, real quick before I forget is that we mentioned in our previous episode, it is such a good thing that it doesn't tie into the games, guys. It's such a good thing that it's not set in this pre-established canon for two major reasons. And I'm saying the same thing I said before. It's not connected to this extremely intricate spider web of lore over the last 20 years. It gets to be its own thing, and it doesn't run the risk of upsetting people at every little minute detail because it didn't connect in the right way. So it just gets to be its own thing. People can come in and experience it fresh. We're going to have fans of Halo that are ha- fans of Halo because of just the show that never even played the games. Are people that will start playing the games because of it? I think it's great. That's all I have to say, Josh. Sorry.
1: That's actually... No, you're fine. That's actually what I was going to say. I'm really excited for that the most. I don't want to have to think about otherworldly aspects of that or like, oh, this is a reference to the books or something like that. Again, not trying to disown the books or anything like that. It's just, It's literally just a case of... This needs to be an entry point. It needs to be its own thing while also having that familiarity. So I'm really glad that they're going with that approach. That gets me 10 times more excited for it, letting it be what it is. And every time I watch it, I'm going to want to go play Halo after. But I can enjoy it uh, wherever they take it, knowing uh, I'm not fully going to know what to expect. And that's exciting, too. I'm not going to see high charity and think I'm necessarily going to see certain things I've seen in the games. But I see high charity there, at least. And that's cool enough for me. I just don't need more. I'm ready to let it be what it is. I think that's important. I think that's incredibly important. I guess you could say it's paramount. Ah, didn't... Ah, got him with the pun, got him with the Paramount uh, Plus yeah. pun. But,
0: but if it was still on Showtime, when the first episode airs, we could go, it's
1: Showtime! Hey guys, we're here to talk about Halo on Showtime. Episode 1 just dropped, and we are excited. Lots of juicy bits to cover. We're going to get right into it. Oh,
0: that's Absolutely. a little preview of what's to come there. I'm yeah,
1: a little preview, a little sizzle. We're white
0: dad shoes today. <laughs> Getting corny. Yes, yes. Yeah, but TLDR is, it's a good time for Halo, guys. we got a new game. we got a show coming next year. we got that drama series
1: well, and it's exciting because we even that's that's in surplus to all that we're going to have coming out of Infinite as a service game. Yeah, you know that we don't yeah. know about. I mean, we can we we know like Forge and Co op are going to be there. Obviously, new content drops. We really don't know what so much of that looks like, and it's just going to be a huge year for Halo. I mean, it hey, really this is coming in. This launch of this game is really coming in at the back end of twenty twenty one. But really, it's gonna, 2022 is going to be Halo's year for sure. And it's getting to carry the successful momentum that it kind of has right now forward into that and be relevant and stuff like that. And we're going to see improvements on multiplayer stuff. We're going to see tweaks, I'm sure, updates, things for campaign, lots of stuff. And then amid all that, have this show come out. That's incredibly exciting. And it just feels like a return to form, but also in an entirely new way that's not Comparative to to previous aspects or approaches that they've done to dropping sort of like live action specials and stuff like that. This is very cool. This
0: is like a concerted, focused, real heavy effort. It's also been they
1: announced it uh seven seven or eight years ago. So it's it's been a long time. Well, I can't wait. You are gonna have people out there that are gonna see this show that are gonna say, Man, Uh, I've always known of the Halo games, but I never thought to look at them because I play PlayStation or because I just don't care about first person shooters. But the show is really good. Now I'm running through. I'm already on Halo 2 on Mombasa and stuff like that. This is amazing. I can't believe I sat on this. You're going to see High Charity and Halo 2 like that's from the show. Yeah, you're going to get those testimonials coming out of the woodworks for sure. It's going to bring new people in.
0: Absolutely. Really. It gives us something to cover. Like, every time there's a new episode, we have the Sacred Icon episode where we cover the latest episode of the show. That's so cool. It's like Star Wars, but for Halo.
1: Gives you something to think about, doesn't it? Gives
0: you something to think about, Just doesn't it? The future of Halo. Ooh, came out quickly. There we go. Um, guys, moving into our main juiciest section our final and juiciest section the longest part of this episode and actually josh we're we're not going to talk spoilers at all so maybe we'll be able to get out of this episode without it hitting two hours i don't know i don't mind if we do but you
1: know it could be a nice maybe we don't Maybe we do if we get out of here early guys best believe we're both going our separate ways to play infinite on zeta absolutely that's kind (laughs) of what i want to do if i'm being honest (laughs) we got we got just a few days left of vacation and we're going to savor it by getting to exactly. go out there it's, and, and don't don't remind me, Josh, just come and an end real quick. I know man. I just reminded myself, um, and honestly, it made me depressed. But let's move. It, on. Yeah, I'm incredibly <laughs>
0: sad now. Thank you. Uh, yeah. But no, guys, we uh, obviously there's going to be a point in time where we come in here and we go into length about all the juicy story bits of Halo Infinite and and the the lore bits and just we completely. In the future episode, we just completely spoil it all and talk about it maybe a month from now or so. Mm -hmm. But right now, we want people to be able to listen to the podcast and enjoy themselves with the game at their own pace. So there will be zero spoilers. Uh, Things we might talk about will be things like, you know, oh, Josh was in this cave killing these guys, or I picked up this item. No story.
1: No story spoilers. No story stuff. It'll just be like
0: maybe some experiences we had in the game. More gameplay uh, loop stuff. Josh, I'm just going to let you start it off and just. Take it from wherever you want. Josh, thoughts on info? Yeah, the gameplay
1: loop is incredible, guys. I mean, you're all experiencing it. This feels so satisfying. Things like shield-popping jackals with the grapple shot is something I can't not have in a Halo game now. The grapple shot is now so substantial to me. It's like Dragon Shouts in Skyrim. I can't imagine an Elder Scrolls now without Dragon Shouts. And even though it'll do that... Uh, It's just so synonymous with with the the gameplay loop now, the cycle, and it's amazing getting to experience it with the traversals. There's times I'm literally like, I won't – you guys get the the fob bases and stuff like that, right? And you can spawn in vehicles and whatnot to traverse the maps and stuff. Well, I don't even do that because I love running around on foot, and I've loved just – boot scoot and up and down all that map using the grapple shot to sometimes just slingshot me forward. And there's no fall damage, which is like the best decision they could have made. Seriously. I'm telling you guys walking out of this game, like even a year from now, what an impactful decision that could have severely hindered this game because of how much there is verticality in this. Yeah. That could have been such an issue where people were constantly complaining about, not having ways to get back down or accidentally falling off or some aspect happening where they're just dying and the checkpoints are shutting them back. Although the checkpoints are incredible in this. They do that often. Those pop up often. That's another thing that's well done. But you have such great uh, freedom with the fall damage. I have literally jumped off some of the highest points and I could feel my stomach like getting that feeling and I'm like embracing and and then seeing chief like land or seeing a, I literally had a razor back and I had like five, It was filled to the brink with Marines in there and we were flipping, tossing and tumbling. And at the end of it, we were okay. And I was like, yeah, so we're going to pretend this is normal. And yeah, (laughs) That wasn't strange. None of those
0: Marines have broken necks or yeah. And it's like,
1: I love that because it does take me back to some of the earlier halo stuff. Not so much because of how bungee did, it. but because back then people didn't think about that stuff as much you know about how marines acted about little little moments in these games where like we love them now and they're synonymous like how the elite are like Raaah! and combat evolved like we didn't think about that stuff then but that was just stuff that stuck with us and i think that's something that will stick with infinite it's just seeing these marines that can sit in there with no seat belts and go down you know, so far and not fall out and no one react to it. And I love that. I think that's hilarious. You also have the grunts, which are as hilarious as they've ever been. From like old, the old days of, of just getting to hear It might be grunts. the funniest. I think they are. I think there's an argument to be made about that. I think the propaganda towers in which you hear grunts sometimes talking shit is hilarious. I have recorded clips where grunts are screaming at the top of their lungs when I shoot them in the face. And it is hilarious. I, I have to pause the game because I laugh so hard. And I'm like, I want to remember this moment. I had a clip where I literally walked into a room. And there's two brutes walking about. Oh, about 100 feet in front of me with a a lone grunt behind him. I've got, I I press Y and Chief rings out the uh, gravity hammer. And I'm like, this is how this is going to go down. And I run up and I swing down and hammer and this grunt. And he's, I don't even know where he lands, but he fucking screamed. It was so funny. I get those 30 seconds of fun in an open world Halo experience. And let me tell you guys, like that cannot go understated how difficult, that is to do in something that has such non-linearity, you know, I I get it all the time and there are constantly enemies I'm encountering. There's constantly things to loot and explore. And I feel like I'm being rewarded for it. Some of this stuff, I could see an argument for people saying this does feel like filler, but to be honest, it feels incredibly fun to do because it's not bloated. And I think it feels like the right amount. And I don't know how the hell they landed that and nailed that, but they did. I have so much more to say, Brian, but I want to pass over to you to give you some time. It's to hard because there's so
0: much to cover. It's there like, is. How do I even fit all? Th- how do I get all this out of my brain? Yeah. You know? um, I agree with every single thing you said. Um, the thing, the thing of the, the thing of it is, guys, if you were concerned about this being an open world game with a bunch of filler crap to do, I'll say two things. One, there's not that much filler stuff to do. And secondly, none of it seems like filler. That's the one thing it has above like all other games that do this. It doesn't seem like filler because all the filler, quote-unquote filler, is ways for you to experience that Halo Combat loop all over again. And the Halo Combat loop is so much fun and so exciting. And it's the reason we play these campaigns 10, 20, 50, 100 times over is because it's just so much fun to play. And what's great about Halo Infinite is... You go into the game, and it's this semi-open world, and you get to just keep reliving that without... You don't have to replay the campaign so much. I mean, in a sense, I guess you do, but, like, you're not really replaying the campaign. You're like, okay, I went into this area. There was tons of brutes, jackal snipers, you know, all this stuff, vehicles. I cleared it out, had a blast, and then I go up over this canyon to another place, and there's another base full of them. And you Mm -hmm. do it all over again. And then you go here, and you save Marines. And then you go here, and you get a forward operating base. And you go here, and there's a special boss. It has a special. It could have uh, item. been
1: so unfun to do those things, but because the gameplay loop of thirty seconds yeah. is there, it makes it incredibly rewarding. Because in essence, you're literally just killing more. You know, you just you're yeah. getting to kill more banished or kill more covenant, depending on how you look at it. It's incredible to have that, and it makes going to do those things like super fun and not yeah, they- not a chore at all. Because it's just fun to play. I'm literally using the grapple shot to like sometimes if an enemy is like right out and open in front of me, but there's some like debris and shit around, I will like use it to slingshot, like flank him if I can. Yeah. And just playing around with the different mechanics is crazy, but continue.
0: Yeah, they've given you endless avenues to experience your favorite thing about Halo over and over again, that tight gameplay that those encounters, they're just, they're everywhere all over the ring. And like mm-hmm. you, and the nice thing is that they, they perfectly like space it out. Like if you're going from one encampment or one area of enemies to another, it's really well-spaced. Like, I get a little bit of breathing time with no enemies, but then i will be like, oh, here's just a grunt and a jackal and one elite here on the side yeah. between yep. two big points. And then um, just like the Ford operating bases are something that it, it feels easy to skip if you don't want to do them, mm-hmm. but if you happen to encounter one, you want to do it, right? Because you're like, yeah. there's so many enemies there to fight, which is fun. How and could I ever
1: leave the banished alone?
0: Yeah, and then and then it's fun, and then you unlock this new station, which usually has like an audio log. Which the audio logs have been amazing. They I have
1: really been amazing. Them. Oh my gosh! Like, like they're actual
0: good audio logs. You know, you have your games where they're kind of crap and throwaway, and then you have this game
1: where they're those awesome audio logs like, feel like supplemental, almost like be, uh, hunt the truth material, where you're getting to the, yeah, to me it's it filling to the out campaign. the world building. You know what I mean? It feels it's almost like more like,
0: campaign. You know what it yeah. feels
1: like, Brian? It feels like the equivalent of like the flood book you know how it like was supposed to provide all that extra exposition okay. it fills on a, stuff in yeah it just fills stuff yeah. in about what's going on that on that planet outside of just chief and that's really good yeah. to hear
0: it's really good and like josh said the the grappling hook it's hard to imagine playing halo without it now it feels so good especially once you get the upgrade for the cooldown, because that makes it much oh better. Oh my god, that was the first thing I went for. I, yeah, you're like, I, I gotta have this And I
1: was like, do I want to go for that, or for um, whatever the second one was, I'm forgetting. But um, yeah. I was like, uh, oh, the shield. And I was like, yeah, I gotta get the grapple shot cooldown. I gotta work yeah. toward that first.
0: Absolutely. Uh, so the grapple shot's so much fun. No fall damage is a brilliant thing, because yeah, how many times have I been super high up? And I'm like, okay, I need to get there at the bottom. Yep. I need to get there now. So I just <laughs> jump, and Chief falls all the way down, and my stomach turns but you'll like I don't have you're like either, he'll be okay yeah there's no damage at all and it makes sense in canon too because we've seen this guy jump from space and land he does a lot of jumping fun.
1: even in this game like in yeah, general so
0: <laughs> so it makes complete sense so yeah that, right. that's brilliant um it's interesting how they like they perfectly there would have been such a temptation to make this like other open world games where you have filler quests that are boring where you have chief needs to craft his ar you need to find two pieces of this and four pieces of that to put an ar together it would have been tempting to make um you have levels like leveling up your chief and stuff but instead they just took all those ideas and they they made them super simple and optional um chief there's ways to upgrade chief but it's just upgrade his shields his grapple his threat sensor or his thrust and it's it's pretty simple like you if you don't if you don't upgrade him at all the game you don't feel like you're lacking anything. The game's still just as fun, just as playable. But the options there. You have Spartan cores to go find. Mm-hmm. You have uh multiplayer armor lockers to go find. Yep. Just there's not too much to find. I mean, you got skulls to find, you got audio logs to find. There's not too much to find, but there's enough there to make it exciting and worth it. And it's all everything's spaced out so well. So you're like, okay, I just got an audio log. Oh, it's not far before I'm finding an armor locker. Oh, but Spartan core. And it's just the world is done so well to where I truly feel like when I'm playing the game, I do feel like I'm in Skyrim. I feel like it's that open, mm-hmm. but then in reality, I know it's not that open. It's more handcrafted, with its own play spaces and areas, and also interior missions. You know, a lot of the missions take place on interiors, um, and that's where story elements play out. That's and that's usually like Forerunner architecture, which of course the Forerunner architecture in this game is. Close to the best, if not the best, to some. Um, oh, but yeah, just gosh, yeah. with with the refined gameplay loop and oh, man, just the way the marines act, dude, really takes me back to Combat Evolved. The banter, like, the banter, the banter, and then like this is the thing that got me. I'm so surprised. I don't know if you if you this crossed your mind, Josh, but like, I I got some marines, and then I had to go down like a, a cliff or whatever, and I go down the cliff, and I turn around, and the marines are doing that exact same little hop they did in halo combat evolve where they would hop off a high ledge yeah and like put their knees up almost like they'd lift their knees up and then they would land yeah, and yeah, obviously yeah. the jump they just made was like 89 feet they would have died normally yep. but in but it doesn't matter because it says halo and it's fun <laughs> and they would do the same thing in earlier halos they make these big jumps and they'd follow you like man it's the master chief we gotta get behind him sir you know and just like all these that was little really good brian very like good. they just do a great job of like having this camaraderie, and they look up to you, but they're also like, yeah, let's kick some ass, and then they get a rocket launcher, and you yes, get to see. I I went and stormed a base with a bunch of marines, and they were like, like there's a brute on the other side, and then they get the rocket and they shoot him, and it, and they kill the brute, and I'm like, I didn't have to kill him. My marines that I saved did that. Yeah, it just it honestly like I know it's like an over repeated thing that everyone has said, but this game is truly the second mission of Halo Combat Evolved spread across the whole game. That's what it is. And, and they then they nailed it. That's what it feels like. Um,
1: Josh, I have more to say too, but let me pass it back yeah, over no, to no, you. Yeah, no, 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 absolutely. Uh, there, there's so many moments with those Marines where it literally feels like the silent cartographer opening, you know? And yeah. I feel like I'm storming uh, spots with these these Marines. Anytime I see them uh, I that are that are prisoners, I free them immediately. I'll go, even if I'm taking fire, I'll just free them just to get them in the, the fray and see yeah, them talk fight, and yeah. shit and, and interact and stuff like that. There was literally a moment where I had all of us in a Razorback. And it was this was a different point And I ended up tumbling down a cliff and everything. And I ended in this crevice. And it flips us. And I, I flip the Razorback. I get in. Everyone but one gets in. And as I move away from that crevice, this guy's like, I don't know if it's the scripting, but he just goes back and forth. And he like can't seem to get to me, even though he's got a clear path to me. And... I like I'm watching him and I'm honking my horn like get in. Yeah, I don't want to leave you. And then like he couldn't, he just couldn't do it. So I just turned my camera around ahead and it, I literally just went aloud to myself. I said, "Somebody had to stay behind so we could go ahead." <laughs> and then I decided to go forward. And I was like, "This is the stuff that Halo always did early on that set the precedent and set the standard." And I've really damn nice to see that shit come back. And I get to experience in a in a new way. I love that they went with that. I'm glad, like we saw in the Bloomberg article, that, that Joseph uh, himself pushed to have these Marines be more involved to give them that agency. Because, honestly, that's making up so much of the fun. Uh, I don't feel like I'm yeah. alone out there on... Uh, Zeta Halo the game wouldn't have been as good if they didn't. Do it that. wouldn't have been as good. No, honestly, just having them stay at the FOB bases and shit like that, or little little areas where you rescue some and stuff like that, and even then, it gives you a little more strategy with that. You know, with the FOB bases, you get that agency. Like Brian said, they do they do a nice way of sort of giving you very light RPG elements without making it even feel like an RPG light thing, and that's really cool. Uh, being able to be at a FOB base, for example, and um, get a specific marine that's going to spawn in a specific weapon. Uh, things like that, so you can better equip. You know how you want to go and attack this fort or something like that. If you want to be strategic, the options are absolutely there. Have I done that? Hell no! Because I just want to go into battle and shoot and go blah blah, blah blah blah, and that's what I get to do, and that's what it gives me, and it rewards me for it. It doesn't punish me. But yeah, like Brian said, oh my god, oh my god, guys, we have to talk about this game. Sound design of the year, sound design of the last few years for me, because I'm telling you everything from the boots on the ground, the sound of, of Zeta Halo itself, to the sound you get when you unlock, um, uh, you know, a Spartan core, or or you know, uh, get a locker and stuff like that with some multiplayer uh, stuff. I mean, everything has a specific sound. The score, oh my God, there are moments when Beautiful. I hear Do-do-do-do-do-do. And I'm like, oh my god! It sounds the closest to Marty and Michael it's ever sounded. And I'm not trying to diss on what was done for 4 and 5. Not at all. Not even the Halo Wars games. But this, I needed this. This is literally what I wanted. I wanted somebody to come in and give us something that sounded like it. That was an imitation, but in a way that was all their own. And we get that. Fresh. We absolutely yeah. get that. And it really helps funnel me through that. It really does feel like its own Halo 4, even though it is very much a sequel to Halo 4 and 5. And I'm loving that because it feels like it's playing to every field that I love. And I wouldn't have wanted, you know, I'm so glad. I'm just so glad Halo's gotten the journey it's gotten on that we could get this game. This game is just fun. I've man, I love this game, dude. I seriously love this game. There's times I'm playing it and I'm like, is this the most fun I've ever had in a Halo game? And the other part of me is like, Josh, this game is like not even a week old, chill. You know, don't be hyperbolic. But I'm like, I'm genuinely asking myself that at least and it feels good to even ask that question to have that conversation with myself. You know, and not even that, but I mean, just using the vehicles are a lot of fun. Having bosses to fight has proved challenging and memorable, making encounters very, very sweet. Um, you guys can you, you can basically go do assassination missions, basically, which are in essence letting you go have these like boss fights with specific uh, banished characters and stuff like that. And you can read up on them and who they are and why they're significant, and, and go tackle those or not. And it doesn't punish you like Brian said for for not doing any of that stuff. If you just want to mow through the story, if you never want do that stuff but it's there to facilitate uh having more of that gameplay experience having more of that loop being on zeta halo more and just filling out the world building in your mind but also in front of you and having those memorable encounters that are all your own there's levels that brian's playing that he's encountering during the day that i've only encountered during the night and you have that cycle even that's making it all my own and all his own it's incredible
0: yeah uh, a couple things i want to touch on and and we'll we'll be all over the place of course because there's so much to talk about but I have seen over the years not many people, but I've seen people over the years who said, "You know, Halo only went downhill after Combat Evolved." You've probably never heard that, Josh. It's I not have heard that actually, especially you have? the multiplayer.
1: Okay. Yeah, which blows my mind.
0: Um, and I've heard people say, like, you know, oh, I liked I liked several Halo games, but you know, Halo Combat Evolved, you know, that was the first one I played. That's what I really liked, and it just it was never the same again. I feel like this game is a better. No, not, not not a sequel. How do I want to put it? If you, Combat Evolved your favorite ty- ha- type of Halo, Infinite's the closest thing. Ha- Halo Infinite is the closest thing to Combat Evolved. Combat Evolved was much more reserved in its story, and it was much more just about these fun, open gameplay experiences. And obviously, Halo 2 and 3 and, and further games did that great as well. But once Halo 2 came into the fray, Halo became very much... And you could argue with Halo 1 because of the books. But when Halo 2 entered the fray, for better or worse, <coughs> Halo became That was a sneeze. Excuse me, guys. Bless me so much. Wow, sneeze on stream. Yep. Or on, on recording, Josh. <laughs> I, I, when, I t- when I was doing the Bloomberg article earlier, I had to sneeze so bad, but I kept plugging my nose so it wouldn't happen. And you just gave in to your impulse. I did. So I, I, hope love you feel, I love sneezing.
1: I've always loved sneezing.
0: Hit me up with the sound of Josh giving
1: in to his impulses. I'm gonna, sneeze, I'm, I'm gonna sneeze. I'm gonna sneeze I'm too. No, wait. How? And let me do it with turkey lady. And let me do it with the turkey lady. Jesus Christ! By the way, that's been hilarious. How that's taken over. It has been to hilarious. Everybody looks turkey. I'm gonna sneeze. And Brian's gonna read this part. I don't want to. I don't want conflict with what he's trying to say. The point he's trying to make. The longer we talk right now, the longer he's gonna forget what he's saying. watch you Yeah. Yeah.
0: Brian. not I forgot aware. what I was, Yeah. I'm getting. Now I forgot what I was gonna say. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. That was terrible. Um, that was terrible. No, uh, for better or worse, Halo Two made it brought this heavy storytelling into the series yeah and i think most people are going to say that's for the better but pretty much upon halo 2's release that simplicity of combat evolve was kind of done forever right because halo 2 they had to then they had to finish the story in three and then you know more books came out more side material came out reach fleshed out some more stuff before Halo Combat Evolved, but it also conflicted with the books. And then Halo 4 came in and it had all the, the Forerunner books and all this stuff. So you have all this all this book material, all this even Halo 2's in-game and Halo 3, just the games continue to bring more story in. Mm-hmm. And for people who are looking for a more simplistic back to roots base of just I'm the super soldier on this Halo ring. Fighting aliens, that's infinite brings us back to that more than any other Halo has. So I feel like it's a big return to form. Uh, It's more more like Combat Evolved. Another thing I'll say is, now we talk about objective and subjective a lot on this show. And to re-clarify in case some of you have forgotten, what we mean by that is when we say objective, uh, it's always our opinion at the end of the day. But when we say objective, what we're saying is, this is how we truly feel about this thing, removing our biases from the equation subjective means this is just how I feel I don't care how biased I am I don't care how emotional I am. it's just how I feel so to preface this I'll tell you guys right now I'm feeling like Halo Infinite is my sixth favorite Halo game so it's nowhere near the top so that's 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 how I feel about it on a personal subjective level but objectively I do not think, and of course it's early, so we always say that it's early. So you know, opinions can change. You got to wait for a, six months to a year to know if this person really knows what they're saying. Maybe they're caught up on the hype. But I feel like objectively, it would be fair for someone to say Halo Infinite is the greatest Halo game ever made. I feel like that is a fair statement. It doesn't bother me at all. It actually sits right with me, and that's just some. And I, I've beat it. Josh hasn't beat the game yet, but he's played enough of it, um, and. And saying that, and I'm saying that as somebody who, of course, I have my own wants and desires for the story. The way I would have liked things to go, even back in earlier Halo games. And, of course, with this one. So, when I played Halo Infinite, I went into it with my expectations set at a reasonable level. I went into it accepting it for what it is and saying to myself, Okay, Brian, get ready to experience this game and, and take in what they've wanted to give you and, and, and accept that it doesn't have to... The game doesn't have to validate me. It doesn't have to do the things I want it to do for me to like it. So when I say to you guys, like, this could be the best Halo game ever, objectively. This could objectively be the best Halo game ever created. It's not my favorite Halo game. But I feel when you remove the biases and the, and the desires for what story element you hoped would be there or what feature you thought would be there that wasn't, If you remove that stuff and you just look at it for what it is, I truly feel like this could be the best game ever created. If somebody told or best Halo game ever created, if somebody told me it was their, if they thought it was the best Halo game uh, ever created, I would say, yeah, I I get that. It has it has what it takes to be that. Um, Josh, what do you what do you feel about those things I said?
1: No, I mean I get it. I mean it's definitely not perfect, and uh, it does have its own issues that I think people will start to talk about more as time goes on. I mean you have, you know, brutes for example, sometimes are just too easy to kill. Um, things like that and, and certain combat loops sometimes can be um, a little interesting with how that's that's flowed but um, you know it's it's really the nuanced stuff that I think people would kind of pick apart in terms of like time you know time really setting settling down with this game but I think overall yeah. what's there people are gonna have a really good time with and, and really still come out loving a year from now I feel like the the complaints are gonna be more minimal more um simple basic and stuff like that. And like, for example, I think, um, I think Luke said this himself in his spoiler free review, but he mentioned that sometimes the music feels like it should be a bit more like big and, and stuff like that and hitting and, you know, and pumping like when, when you're in certain moments. And I do feel that at times I do feel like the music kind of should be kicking up more and stuff like that. And I can't tell yet just because I'm so new to it, if this is actually just the score as it is, or if it's just these moments and, and being triggered and, or not triggered, so to speak. But uh, I think what's there, it definitely has the potential to be one of the greatest Halo's, objectively. I do think that on a narrative yeah. perspective, in terms of just what the campaign provides as a whole. But subjectively, it's right now it's mid tier. Ask me tomorrow, I might say it's it's bottom. I might say it's top. But <laughs> but uh, right now it's 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 right in the it's right sitting in the middle because I just I feel I feel a marriage of three four three and Bungie, and I am like Brian said. I have put in a ton of time with it, but I am going around and exploring, occasionally tackling the main story, but uh, I'm kind of exploring. I'm just exploring Zeta Halo, and I'm having fun doing it like that and with that approach and kind of having an all-in-one experience uh, in one go. That's been a blast for me. Um, It's crazy to see how many people have already beat it, but I don't blame you guys that Brian's already on his second playthrough on Legendary. Well, there were several people
0: in the Discord telling me they beat it, and I was still on my first playthrough. Yeah. So I wasn't even close to the first one.
1: Matter of fact, uh, just to tell you guys, uh, because this is just... It's not really, I guess, a fun story, but uh, still interesting. But so I went and I got... I went and got my pizza. I did my pre game ritual. I showered with my Spartan soap. And I, I went and got my pizza and everything. I went to I went even to Walmart specifically to get my Buffalo Ranch dipping sauce. I have to have that with my pizza. I'm all locked and loaded. I'm ready to go. Uh, you guys in the Discord, you know, I'm putting videos in there and stuff like that, and we're all excited. You can feel the euphoria as Halo Infinite's launch draws in the air. And I'm like talking to my dad, I'm like, you know what? it'd be cool. I'm thinking it'd be cool to show him this game. And he keeps asking me about it because he, because I kept talking about it and I'm like, no, you know, it's from that series. You remember when you got me that, uh, Halo three limited edition console and he's, oh yeah, you know, we talked about that. Uh, so I went and set it up out there. Well, I had some sync issues. So there was a bit of a delay with uh chief and the controller, so to speak. And it threw me off at first for that first mission. And then I was like, I played it out there a little bit and I was like, you know what? I'm going to move this back into the bedroom. It was really cool to to experience with him and stuff like that. But I went and got it set up and, and just had a blast from there. I will say, guys, non-spoilers, I think the opening mission is honestly one of the worst. It's hot take, but I think it's one of the worst I've ever played in terms of an opening experience in a Halo game. I don't think wow. it's good, but I do think the rest of the game that's followed literally just is so much better than that. And I'm really glad... Um, I'm loving where this story is going, I'm, and I'm I obviously I'm not going to talk about it, but I'm really having a good time with it as it kind of like finds itself throughout Zeta Halo. And uh, I don't think
0: it. I could disagree with you more, Josh. I think the first mission's high for me on the overall Halo.
1: Yeah, fair what, enough. What did
0: you not like about it? I'd love to hear.
1: Well, I don't want to talk too much about. Narrative well, no, aspects. no spoilers. I'm trying to think how I can navigate this because a lot of it has to do with that. No, just don't, story. I just don't think it's a good opening. I just don't think okay. it is. Yeah. But that's okay. that's fair not right me on. hating on it. I mean, it's just a hot take, but I, I I genuinely think everything that comes after is so much better than that. And to be fair, I didn't think Awakening in Halo 4 was good either. I think everything See, that I, came I, after that was, was much better. That
0: was probably one of my favorite missions in Halo 4. Yeah. So they, they, would you agree those two missions are very similar? Absolutely absolutely okay so yeah that makes sense i mean it, it, it caters to what i like it does it does the opposite for you yeah so that makes sense no for sure for sure um, and
1: i i do uh, halo openings are important but honestly they don't set the stage i mean halo combat evolves uh pillar of autumn was fun but it's not until you actually land on halo that that level specifically where you realize i love this game it's not it's not on pillar bottom i don't care what anyone says it's it's that second mission so to me i mean that's literally what happened and i was like i was like well i know this is i can't wait to get to zeta halo itself but um i i I knew that was a, a nice way to funnel the player and get them familiar with the mechanics. It was a tutorial mission, in essence, is what it was. And I was fine with it as it was, but um, it's not my favorite, for sure. But yeah, everything that's up, come after has you been You brought right. up
0: some I didn't think about talking about, but I, I, I do want to say the the day of that game's release and waking up and preparing for it and, and being in the Discord with everyone and being on Twitter and all this excitement in the air, it really felt euphoric for me. And it's going to be a memory that I'm not going to forget because I, I just like I, I literally just have such a fond memory of it already. It was just prior this week, but like I was in my my room with everything set up, and I had the I had the computer on and Discord up, and I was I was talking with people. And um, since the game hadn't came out yet, I was watching The Office. I made myself a pizza. I was eating the pizza. I was drinking soda. I was just interacting with people, experiencing this hype, experiencing that the the. the we were all about to enter this new era of Halo, and it was just really euphoric and really cool. And it was, it was so so interesting to feel like the moment that went live, and everybody just started to get quiet and started to disperse, and then <laughs> suddenly uh, Discord wasn't active. Yeah, and just everybody, you just start to see some people complain. Why is my game not downloading? Why is this not going quicker? it just
1: you know just what just it was like, moment. Brian. What's that? You know what it was like. It was like you remember in Halo Three, how in the menu you would see the map, you know, yeah. and you would see the, all the different lights oh they're all going off and it was like suddenly they're all popping off and it's like everyone's coming online. it was yeah
0: it was and then and then the cool thing for for me um that was an experience like i've never experienced is i decided i was going to stream me playing the campaign which i went back and forth on whether i was going to do it or not um ultimately i probably shouldn't have because two reasons one barely anyone was there because no one wanted to see spoilers um and then secondly, I kept having issues with the stream. But what was so cool about it was, is as I was, because I was streaming before I had the game downloaded. So people, so there was a good chunk of people sitting in the stream with me while they were downloading, talking and experiencing this together. And then as I played the game, people would pop in and say, "Hey, just seeing how you're doing. And what do you think of the game?" And mm-hmm. oh, I see you're at this part. And it was like this live experience. I was feeling like I felt like I was playing the game with other people, which is something I never experienced. But yeah, so I'm bro, always I gonna
1: love hearing that.
0: I'm always gonna Daniel. have a, a good a good experience with my my first day. And when I say I had stream problems, all it was was I I think it was my a mixture of some settings on OBS and my internet. I didn't have a direct line and it got laggy at a couple points. I had to have uh, our buddy Joe come in and help me fix it. But uh, it was ultimately really cool. Just like I mean, I was just literally like playing the game by myself. Had one or no streamers or well, I'm sorry, one or no viewers. And I'm in this four hundred uh, building and I'm killing some enemies. And suddenly I see. Somebody enter my stream and say, oh, hey, Brian, I, how, how, what do you think of the game? Like, I just did this crazy yeah. thing. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And I, I say, yeah, I'm just killing this brew right now, having fun. And then they'd leave. And then 20 minutes later, someone else would come in and say, oh, Brian, I see you're doing this. It was just this – felt like I was experiencing it with the world, even though it was only a couple people. So always going to remember that as another special Halo launch, even though it came out digitally midday, afternoon. Kind this of was here. a whole
1: new way of getting new experience it. It like was that. a
0: new yeah, way, and it was really it. fun. So I'm always going to look yeah. back on that uh, – you know, very, and also to go off expressive.
1: that, Brian, we actually did, uh, Brian did more than I, to his respect, but we did uh, some streaming just in general and got together. Um, one day it was just With him and hand. I provided, pre- preceding the launch, and we did we did some multiplayer for like four hours. Then another day we got like Joe in there. Joe was in there. I was in there. Um, Pray. then we had our friend, you know, Brian's brother Creighton and our uh, friend Kyle and everything, and that was that was incredible to get it. That in was there and such an that. experience. Yeah. I
0: mean, just this whole week, we taking a vacation for it, it was a great idea. Build <laughs> up the camaraderie with everyone. It's it's been so much fun.
1: I don't know when I, I took time off for Cyberpunk. I'm really glad to see that it went well for this. So
0: yeah, this was a little bit different than the launch of Cyberpunk.
1: Maybe just a little bit.
0: Something else I was going to mention, Josh, that um and off the top of my head, I, I can't recall it very it very well may have been there, but I can't recall it specifically being in four and five. But something I've noticed. Uh, that's back in Halo Infinite that I missed, I didn't realize how much I missed, was like getting up on areas you're not supposed to, climbing up on places, and getting to places you don't think you don't feel like were designed for. Because I feel like in Halo 4 and 5, you pretty much had to stay where they wanted you to stay. But everybody can remember being in Halo 2, uh, New Mombasa, crawling across those rooftops, or playing CE and catapulting yourself to somewhere you weren't supposed to be. And... I actually, and I posted it on, on our Twitter, but in our on my stream yesterday, I was playing um, on Legendary. I was very early in the game. Once again, no spoilers, guys. And I was like, what if I was in this big 4-under room, and I was like, I wonder if I can jump on top of this and grapple shot to that and then jump to this. And then basically, I spent 40 minutes of my stream grappling and jumping to places in this 4 a room that you weren't really supposed to be and just laughing. And my stream was laughing with me and I'm laughing and I'm jumping and I'm falling and I'm dying and I'm trying to do this stuff. And it just felt so explorative and the, the sense of scale in Halo Infinite and the ability to go do things, like go and do things without it telling you that you can't go there or experience an invisible wall mm-hmm. has just made for these like original little miniature story moments that I haven't felt in, yep. in the last couple Halo games. Yeah. And just... To have that back is, is so exciting. Uh,
1: yeah. I, speaking yeah. of which, Brian, to give you a little bit more to chew on with that, um, there are a couple things that people mentioned they wanted us in the Discord to talk about. Okay. Um, one in particular was Tony. He said, I was tripping out playing yesterday on how if you focus real hard on how a certain previous Halo title feels, you totally feel its presence in the game. It's sure how, yeah. they, it's how they pulled that off, but it's definitely a real thing. He said, I'd love to hear you guys touch on how it feels to play a Halo game for the first time that truly lets you explore... He said there's so much to unpack in the game. They got our heads with they got in our heads with knowing what we are going to try to do as Halo fans and then enticed us to do something different as reborn Halo Infinite fans. Definitely
0: Yeah, I mean the the game does feel like a blending of every of every game. I think I can feel pretty much every Halo game in some respect if I focus on it like Tony said. Focus on these nuts, Brian. Oh man, I won't. I'm gonna put on some glasses that are blinders so I don't have to see it.
1: Chestnuts roasting on an (laughs) open fire.
0: Yeah, why don't you try that, Josh? Tell me how that turns out.
1: Gives you something to think about, doesn't it, Brian? Gives you something
0: to think about, doesn't it? Chesters an open fire—you're going to have third-degree burns on your nuts. Um, Love it. No, but like I would say in general, when I approach Infinite, I feel more of a combat evolved. I feel like combat evolved first and foremost. But there's elements where like there's like emotional like scenes or stuff like that where I'm like, oh, that's definitely Halo Four. There's like designs where I'm like, that feels like Reach. Um, there's Halo 3 moments. There's little Halo 2 stuff. I mean, pretty much, I think the thing I actually experienced the least visually is Halo 5. Now, as far as, like, the mechanics, I can see how they brought, like, clamber and, and, you know, aim down sights and stuff. I can feel some of that very much from Halo 5. But Halo 5 would say, I would say that's the thing it's the furthest from. Um, but, man, the game's just incredible. And oh, my God. It, and they did... They did design the map in a way that, like, they they knew how people were going to try to traverse. I think it's funny how they made it so that warthogs and vehicles they really can't go up mountainsides at all, not even close. And that was probably smart because I'm sure we would have done some crazy ass shit <laughs> if. They had I'm gone. sure Mint
1: Blitz is going to be putting out some fire content over the years for this game.
0: Well, he put out a video uh, before the game came out because he had early access, where he he spent hours. He said he spent literally hours going. Backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards, trying to wedge a, um, trying to wedge a chopper up to the top of a mountain. He did it, but it took him hours. So yeah, it's not something easy to do. If anyone can do it, it's, it's possible. <laughs> Did you have any other things from the... Yeah, no, no, but uh, to add on to that, that too, I got
1: to say real quick before I forget, holy shit, I never thought I was going to say this, but the Pulse Carbine is one of my favorite campaign weapons ever. It's great. It's fucking good, dude. I can't believe how different that feels in multiplayer. So good. Gives you something to think about, doesn't it? Gives you
0: something to think about. Uh, It is is seriously good.
1: Uh, But no, yeah, to answer what you said, Tony, I'm feeling that. I'm feeling the amalgamation at times. So many times I feel different elements from so many aspects. And I do feel like I'm playing like. I feel like I'm playing Combat Evolved, but with like Halo 2's gameplay. And then having like Halo 3 vibes, um, having some emotions that are kind of there that from from like ODST, Reach, and 4 in their own different ways. Um, Having some of the expositional like Halo 5 ness, I think, through some of the the audio logs and stuff like that. Um, I get it. I get everything from it. And and even seeing. Well, again, I don't want to go into spoilers, but seeing certain aspects is just you know reminding me of of stuff too, and it's really cool. But um, I love it, dude. I think it's really great to see that. I think it's they just. I don't know how you nail something this good. I am so glad that I'm at this point where I can say this game is like almost exceeded my expectations. It certainly met them, and I didn't really have expectations to begin with. Which so you might be saying, well, that doesn't carry much weight then. But to be fair, like. This game needed to be good, and it is like the reviews we are soaring across the board. And I think, yeah. I
0: think we, I think we had them right, Josh. I mean, well, I I'm just not make a
1: break. I mean, you you yeah. say expectations, most people are like, uh, you know, you're gonna. Be make or break. People are putting all their People eggs in a basket. Super I super do expectations.
0: that. You and I just had leveled.
1: I just wanted it to be fun and it's fun to play. And through that, I can enjoy the story 10 times more. And I just love the gameplay loop. I love the Marines. I love how the Banished act and talk and interact with one another if I'm sneaking up on them. Sometimes I'm like, I'm ready to just go in feet first and just start shooting. But then they're co- talking and I'm like, I'm going to. I'm just going to sit and listen. I want to hear this, hearing the propaganda towers. It exceeded my expectations, Absolutely. Too. Honestly,
0: this, this campaign, this is what I was hoping Destiny would be when it came out. Yep. Dead I like, could this is definitely what I see
1: that. Uh, okay, yeah. two other things. Without going into spoilers, Brian, what's your thoughts on the weapon? Like, just, What do you think uh, about I like her, her, as a her a character? Lot. Yeah, you do like I her? like her
0: a lot. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, no spoilers, I like the weapon a lot, I like the pilot a lot, and ultimately, I am content with with the story from beginning to end, I'm, I'm happy. And that, that means a lot to me because I'm somebody who, as I've said many times in this podcast, I played five and I was just heartbroken by the story. Mm-hmm. I just was so upset. And for them to be able to, you know, this is the follow-up by the same company to Halo 5. And they managed to satisfy me. I mean, I'm happy with it. I, I'm not, not going to say that this story is exactly what I asked for or specifically wanted. I'm not going to say that it's perfect. I'm not going to say that it doesn't have any problems. But going in with the level head that I had and, and not expecting them to cater to me directly, mm-hmm. I'm satisfied with the story. I'm satisfied with this campaign. I'm happy. And I would say I agree with Josh. I would say that this game has exceeded my expectations. I, I think it really helps when you don't go into a game looking for it to be exactly what you want. I did not approach that game this way. I said, give me what you wanted three, four, three, and I'm going to be open-minded and it succeeded it. I mean, this is a great Halo game. And when I, when I said earlier that it's my sixth favorite, once again, it's early on. So, you know, opinions can change. But the reason I said it is because, you know, there's a, there's a special place in my heart for those original Bungie games that, that it's just a moment in time. As I always say, it's a moment in time. And I'm not, I just, I have a feeling towards those games and a, a special experience and a special place in my life that are associated with those games that I don't think they can be beaten. And it's not because infinite is worse than them. And infinite is a clear, it comes after those Bungie games. And, and, and I love halo four and five and infinite is a definite, several steps up from four and five. And as I said earlier, I could see this being objectively the best halo game. So when I say it's my sixth favorite, if somebody came along and said, I think it's the best halo game that's ever made. I think they did a better job than Bungie. I would say that's a fair opinion. You know, it's not my personal opinion, but that's a fair opinion. And, uh, if I before I forget, Josh, I, I will mention a criticism that I have of the campaign that I can I can immediately back up and, and and spin it as a positive. But the criticism I'll say is that this game has the least amount of set piece moments of any Halo game. Period. I mean, literally, I can it see that le- when I play. Yeah, I can see. Yeah, that. it has less than all the Halos. Five, four, ODST, Reach. Even wars. I mean, it has, it really doesn't have, unless I'm forgetting something, as someone who's completed the game, it doesn't really have a single set piece moment, which could be seen as a huge negative or at least a disappointment because as early as combat evolved, I mean, and maybe everybody's going to see set piece moments differently, but, you know, Halo Combat Evolved, even like, um, What's a moment from Combat Evolved? I mean, for sure, the Warthog run at the end. That's that's a set-piece moment, for, for sure. Mm-hmm. But you even have moments where, like, uh, in Assault in the Control Room, you have you get the Banshee and you fly around over top of all the stuff you previously... You know, there's, there's nothing really like that in this game. But the way I'll spin that around to a positive is is that kind of the reason none of that stuff exists is because this game goes for a different angle. It goes for this open-world-ish breathing, um, experience where you can form your own stories and you can come across stuff. And, you know, it, it manages to, it manages to successfully interweave a structured campaign with a good story into an open world setting that allows for all these moments to happen, uh, the way you want to experience it. So for me, it's like, yeah, it's a, it's a disappointment that there's no set piece moments, but that was a trade off that happened and it's and depending on who you are it could be a worthy trade off. So yeah, that that's that's one of my few big criticisms, but Josh, I don't know, go on to whatever the next question is or whatever you want to say. No,
1: yeah. No, I get that. I agree so far on what I played. I definitely feel like I'm not seeing that too much. And I don't mind it though because like you said it, the game's coming from a different angle. It's it's, it's asking you please don't place the expectations upon me of other Halo games. Take yeah. me as I am while also having some fun nostalgia. And I think when it comes to someone like the weapon. Um, I realize I've missed that dynamic that Chief and Cortana used to have in like Halo One and Two, for example. And the well, story Halo Five
0: didn't have it at all.
1: No, and the stories took it to a place where we couldn't have that anymore. And because we were experiencing those as they came out, I didn't think anything of it because it felt like the natural transition, the progression of Master Chief's story. But I realize, getting to experience the weapon in Chief, that I've really missed that on a fundamental level in a Halo game. And I think her writing is incredibly good. And I think, yep. honestly, that's probably my favorite aspect of the campaign so far, from what I've played, is Jen just Taylor the dialogue.
0: actor of the, actress of the year? Three, mm-hmm. three roles in one game.
1: And not just her, though, but the writing of what she says, genuinely. There are times even Chief says some cheesy one-liners to me um yeah but i like those two because i'm just eating up the the sense of hope and whatnot but i do yeah. like their dynamic and i think i've missed that substantially um can't wait to see i can't wait to finish that actual campaign and stuff like that but uh the other question we had was someone said uh i think it was montana menace and we already kind of touched upon it briefly but to just expunge on it a little bit more brian talk talk to us about the grunts just tell us have you had any fun encounters anything funny what do you love about the grunts in this game
0: i mean this is one of those things where I definitely say ask me in a year because I'm caught up on the hype. But I kind of feel like they're the best grunts ever. I think like so, literally, too. I think so, Literally, too. yeah, literally my favorite in the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, their design, their animations, and the things they say are so freaking hilarious. And I just, I mean, that's the problem is I, I'm on the spot, so I don't know if I can remember uh, the things they say. But, you know, they'll say something like, you know, he's got his back turned. Get him. Or, or you know, or... um. He's looking at me. He's looking at me. Run away, you know. Just are, they'll they'll say things way more hilarious than that that I can't even think off the top of my head. The Marines are just equally as good because the one the one comment or the one thing a Marine said I put on Twitter was a, a I was walking by a Marine and a Marine was like, he's like, I guess if I breathed in farts all day I'd be ugly too. Yeah, I've never no, seen that tweet. Hilarious. I was like, what? That's hilarious because you know the the grunts breathe in methane, which is the same gas as a fart. So yeah, that was just hilarious. But no, the grunts are peak you know the, the 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 towers that the propaganda towers they speak from the things they say um I think one grunt says something like oh you are like you think you can beat us now try to beat us on legendary or something like that and it was like oh my gosh that fourth wall break um possibly the best grunts in the series I yeah I have it. to
1: I have to play this little part it literally has no spoilers in it but because the voice the inflection kills me so hang on all right here we go <laughs> right there, a little bit. Hand of Atriox. <laughs> Who's this? Who do you say was extinct? Uh, so spo- uh, talking about referring to the Master Chief. Okay. And but it's just yes. so again, no spoilers. But it was just cute here. Possibly the, the, to the hand of Atriox.
0: Best grunts in the series,
1: dude. Oh um, my god. Actually, since we're talking about like best stuff, and st-
0: so potentially best grunts in the series. Yeah. Marines are are up there. Um, Josh, where would you? Because here's what I don't want to do. I am not gonna. If you guys are waiting for it, I'm not gonna ask Josh. He hasn't beat the game anyway, so it doesn't matter. I wasn't going to ask Josh what he would give the game out of 10 or anything, because we're going to later do a YouTube video where we actually review the game. Um, But I would like to ask, where do you feel right now, Josh, this soundtrack lands for you in the series? Like third best, first best, last, you know, where Mm.
1: where would you put? Halo 2, Halo 1. I'm going to say ODST. Then probably this.
0: I think I might be the same as you because
1: this has. Wait, did you put three in there? Yes. No. Three would come after. Three would come after. Oh, after three okay, is the greatest. Three, three is good, it. but three is like the greatest hits of Halo for its score. It is, but, which I, isn't,
0: but isn't this kind of the greatest hits of Halo also in a
1: way? I mean, every Halo that's come after, like Halo Two, has essentially had greatest hits moments for sure. Like yeah. you even have uh, Never Forget the Midnight version in Halo Four, so I mean, you do have that. But uh, no, I mean it. I'm loving it. I don't like, to be clear, I don't like the multiplayer score. I don't like that music, personally. I'm not saying it's bad. I just don't like it. But the actual campaign score, uh, I am incredibly enamored with. I wish sometimes it was a bit more bombastic uh, at times, but uh, it does herald me back. It takes me back to, uh, well, heralds in a new era of how these things can sound, and I love it. Uh, uh, But yet, at the same time, it has the familiarity of what's come before And honors that in a way that doesn't tether itself. Um, We're not constantly relying on the same musical cues. Although those are there. But they're very much more um, impactful. Because it's not so in your face. And it just balances it really well. And I wish Halo 4s and 5s had done that. And it's not to discredit those. It's just... It lets... What this is doing. What's so successful about it. Is because of the approach they went in with this one. It lets it be its own thing while also respecting what's come before and i can feel a natural progression and it doesn't necessarily mean it's better than some of the bungee soundtracks at all it just means it does kind of have some symmetry you hear a lot of drums a lot and that's not something yeah. we got to hear in four and five as much and i've missed that and i love having that and when it does when some of those tracks kick in uh, i feel like an absolute badass and that's how master chief always should be I yeah, sat, sat down I'd say in my chair. Favorite, and I'd say I say it's sat... my
0: favorite soundtrack since um, ODST. So that's that's twelve that's twelve years. So that's pretty impressive. Um I would say 2 is my favorite, followed by one, and then three, because I don't remember honestly I should know this as a Halo fan. I don't actually remember if three introduced any brand new tracks or not, but I just know it did. That three is did. it did.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's three is extremely emotionally moving for me, so I'd go two one three ODST and then Infinite. Reaches was great, but it was too militaristic. Um, and I would actually hold Infinite's even higher than Josh because I, I actually adore the multiplayer music. And I wonder if that's because it's more rocky that you don't like it a lot, and I do, because we have that opposite kind of...
1: Uh, it, uh, I'm sure taste, that's a part of it. Honestly, for me, it's really not that, but I'm, I'm sure that's at least a small part of it. To me, the, that music is just so antithetical of like what Halo music is. I just mm-hmm. don't feel Halo in any way. And I mean, to be clear... There are times I've listened to Halo Four and Five soundtrack. I've still felt Halo vibes, but I just do not feel it with that. I think it's it tries to go for like a rocky ambience and it just doesn't land to me. But I like that they at least tried it. I'm glad it's there, and I'm in the minority as usual with that kind of stuff. So I don't mind. You Can't I'm help what you it. don't like, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, for sure, for sure. But the score's good. Um, the score's good. And overall, my my final thoughts on this game. I I have to say, like, uh, I'm really happy to be at this point. I feel like I've uh, all of us have had a lot of mixed emotions when it comes to video game releases and anticipating them over these last couple years even going as far back as halo 5 not just tethered to halo though itself but so many different games cyberpunk for example or fallout 4 or whatever you want to you know i mean you can pick and choose but this game is literally everything i've pretty much was hoping it would be and the reviews are really good people are really having fun um i don't see people getting really upset And I'm sure that stuff's going to come. It always does with anything, no matter how perfect something is. But I think this is as close to perfection as they could have got. Yeah. And that is really amazing to, like, be here at the end of just this uh, coming off of Halo 5, of this cycle. A lot of things to to take away from this, guys. Uh, I mean, two years of doing Sacred Icon with Brian covering Halo Infinite. We didn't start it because you know we were we were going to do that but it just became that in a lot of ways and it's amazing to see all that hard work pay off and a really fun experience for us as fans and content creators and on top of it it was amazing to be in the discord with Brian and all of you guys and gals and think about how where we were at with Halo 5 and just that launch and that yeah. beta experience and and the result of how we felt after playing the campaign and now to see us still be alive to still be friends to be doing halo stuff that we never would have known we were doing after five <laughs> yeah i mean it's amazing to be here and to actually be uh seeing halo be successful and be celebrated for that it's, to be clear it's like it's, it's not just brian and i saying this is fun it's all of you guys saying that this game is fun and the reviews saying this game is incredible and it really deserves it and i think 343 deserves it and this is the time for 343 to pat themselves on the back because they fucking earned it
0: yeah, I absolutely agree. I mean, I'm completely content with this, guys. I, I think they, I it's not wrong. Like, if you come out of this game and you're either disappointed, upset, or maybe you downright hate it, that's not wrong. You're entitled to your feelings. But I will say, I, I do think that expecting much more than what we got in regards to this campaign and story um, doesn't seem fair because I feel like what they did was, so above and beyond, so good, and, and, and as much as you could reasonably expect with how difficult it is to make a game, that I do think it would be unfair to say that they objectively dropped the ball here, because I think the fact is they just didn't. I feel like they did a great job. Uh, no, one-
1: everything. It, it, this game's success is made up of an amalgamation of all these different nuances, gameplay loops, sounds, uh, sound, you know, soundtrack, um, you know, like just just so many different aspects Uh, looting you know and stuff like that and and everything that's making this game what it is it's got its own dna and honestly i thought it was going to be like i honestly expected it expected it to really feel much closer to like a carbon copy of halo combat evolved and honestly no it it feels original it does and it doesn't and i'm really happy with that and as i'm playing it i'm like i don't know i'm falling more in love with it I can't pull myself away from it. And I know for damn sure it's not just because this game is new. It's because it's fun. It's because it's really good. And it's addicting. And it's just like, I don't know. I want to savor this time. I want to remember this moment. Future Josh, when you're listening to this episode, remember what this feels like. Absolutely. Well, the last thing I want to touch on before we move into the business and
0: stuff, and guys, if you're wondering, you know, man, I, I thought you guys would have a lot longer episode. Well, we're not talking about spoilers here. I'm we're sorry, not. guys. I want to play Halo? Sorry. Yeah, we, we want to play Halo. But yeah, we we uh, we're not. If we were covering the spoilers and every little aspect of it, we'd go longer. But there will be a spoiler free review on YouTube within the next couple weeks. And once we get Around January, maybe a week we're or We're going to look to be putting out a spoiler cast discussion. We're, we are absolutely. We'll be talk. talking a lot about spoilers. We'll be going deep into that. You'll get that stuff later, but we just got to be respectful. Now. No, yeah, with absolutely.
1: Time. You guys are all playing it at different paces. Brian's already on his second playthrough. I'm still on my first, and everyone plays these differently, and especially with this Halo game in particular, we knew that was going to happen. So we're not going to be putting you guys through the paces with that and making you guys feel uh-huh. like you have to rush just to listen to us or hold off even. So you can still listen yeah, to us my, and live in the Yeah, My last point ready. I
0: wanted my last point I wanted to make, and some people I see memeing this, and, and I don't really mind that they're memeing it, but I think they're memeing it for completely different reasons than I brought it up, but guys, when I said this game was Halo's Breath of the Wild moment, I absolutely nailed it. it this is That is exactly what the game did. is. And I've seen some people uh, making fun of Breath of the Wild on Twitter saying, you know, any game that's got grass, people are saying it's like Breath of the Wild. Uh, maybe that's the case maybe that's a funny meme but that has nothing to do with what i'm saying what i'm saying you know what i said before was breath of the wild it came out after the zelda series had started getting stagnant doing things the same and and it wasn't pleasing people you know skyward sword was a was a game that really had upset people at the time for just being you know just it just gone too far and they needed to reinvigorate the franchise so breath of the wild they took it back to the drawing board and they made breath of the wild which was this Open world Zelda game with uh, new ideas thrown into it, a new f- breath of flesh, fresh life flesh. and a fresh air. I should fresh air. I should say I know you fresh said life. flesh <laughs> flesh air flesh life. No, <laughs> wow, um, no, but like, and and it's the same thing that happened here with Halo Infinite. I can speak to it as somebody who who has completed the game um, with Breath of the Wild. I don't know if you played it or not, for those listening, but um, Breath of the Wild, it's, kind of has the worst dungeons in the series and some of the worst bosses in the series but it's one of the best zelda games if not the best ever made because it just did so good of a job at what it set out to do with its open world and it's it's um it's cooking and it's traversing and just everything about breath of the wild is such a great experience well halo infinite has done exactly the same thing the series had went too far one direction it had upset a lot of the fan base they went back to the drawing board halo infinite much in the same way as Breath of the Wild, could potentially be the best Halo game ever made, just like Zelda could potentially be the best Zelda game ever made. Halo Infinite does sacrifice some things, like its giant set-piece moments that you've come to know in Halo. Those really aren't present. Um, But it has injected so much fresh air into the series, it's given us that open-world experience, uh, ways to traverse, uh, you know, save Marines and have this camaraderie and just... It's such a fresh experience, and it's so good. And there's going to be people that come into Halo Infinite. Either it, it could be one of their – it could be they've played all the Halo games or they've never played a Halo game before. But people are going to come into Halo Infinite, and they're going to walk away saying, this is my favorite Halo game ever. This is the best Halo game ever. And and I feel like years from now, there's going to be people saying, Infinite's the best Halo there ever was. And it's because it captures a new feeling and it's going to capture a new audience. And I feel like it's the exact same thing as Breath of the Wild. And I love seeing franchises do this. I've seen it three times now. Maybe it's happened somewhere else I haven't noticed, but I just love when a franchise does this. Breath of Zelda did it. Halo did it. God of War did it. God of War had made... There was, like, God of War 1, 2, 3, two PSP spinoffs. There was Ascension, which was a PS3 spinoff. It had just gone too far. People were getting stale of it. People were getting... They were just losing interest. And then God of War 2018, it took it back to its to its roots, and it, it built something new for it. I think people would agree that uh, God of War 2018, it doesn't really have as, as good of boss moments as prior God of War games does, but it offered so much more in other ways. An emotional story, the third-person camera angle, and just uh, the puzzle-solving, just... It's just, great. it's just great to see series do this, to breathe this this new air into it. And I, I, Halo's, and Halo Infinite's done it, and I think, once again, I will respect anyone's opinion. If somebody says they hated Halo Infinite, it wasn't for them, they didn't like it, they were disappointed, that's okay. I respect your opinion. Go ahead and keep thinking that. You're not wrong to think that. You can't help how you feel. But please don't say that this game dropped the ball or failed objectively or, or they made huge mistakes, because... This is a this is a brilliantly done game. Um, and I, I just feel that's the I just feel that's objectively the truth. This is a this is a damn good game and Halo is back on track. I'm very happy. That's my last words on it before we move into the business, Josh. Yeah,
1: yeah. I agree, dude. I think this is the most fun Halo since Halo three. And you know, that's I'm, that's my story and I'm sticking to it with that. I'm having an absolute blast. And it's reminded me of why I love this series and I'm seeing how much it's motivating me to want to expand further into the well I guess expanded universe and for me I mean I haven't really felt that in a long time and uh, it's really nice to feel that I I, like right now I want to just thumb through and read every single book every single comic rewatch every single like special that they've ever put out I want to just consume myself and be all-encompassing I want every Halo collectible imaginable I am so immersed and just sucked into this world again and I'm really glad Infinite was able to do that for me because if it didn't it would have been okay I still would have loved it but I'm just really grateful that it's bringing that to me and I didn't know uh, I needed this game and I needed it and goddamn, is it fun to play and I really can't wait to see where they're going to take additional story content um, moving further and for all we know we might end up getting that kind of stuff guys like Brian said we might get those set pieces we might get more linear like story stuff it's going to be interesting to see next year uh, if they start talking about that stuff, what that might look like and stuff, then again, maybe we won't get that. And maybe it'll be similar to this hard to say, especially for me who hasn't finished the story, but, um, it's a really great time to be a halo fan. And we've said that probably every episode, <laughs> but this is the time, this momentum, uh, we've earned this, <laughs> we deserve, we all like all of us deserve this three, four, three deserves this. And I can't wait to see what's to come next. I'm so glad they landed with this as it is. So this game being a service can take the momentum and carry forward. And we will always remember this. Everyone always remembers how MCC launched, but we will always remember how infinite launched and our experiences of playing through it on Zeta halo. The first time you'll never get that back. And it's important to cherish this now because these two years have been like a culmination of nostalgia being fostered that we're going to feel years from now. And I'm really happy to have this time with everyone, with Brian and uh, can't wait to see what's coming next. <laughs> it's just a, it's a beautiful
0: thing to be sitting on this side of a release, happy and content and saying they did it. They did. They did it, yeah. you know? Yep. Um, so Looks yeah, like it's, just, it's just great. We
1: made, it. we made it. It's been a while. It's been a, been a while since I could say I love playing a Halo game. Mm. Although I really mm. do say that all the time. I love playing my Halo I am say, we love the other ones, too. I know. But we do. I we, do. You're going we do. But Hot damn is this um, fun. This shit gets me excited. So I was sitting in my chair playing Halo the other day, and I went and grabbed me a Code Red Mountain Dew, and I, I never drink, I'm so I never I drink soda unless i'm not trying to make you jealous <laughs> i never drink soda unless i have something to eat with it but i was like no i uh, this is what i did back in the day i'm gonna do this right i sat there and occasionally just taking swigs of my code red and playing the game and i was just like i felt like a kid again man i've really wonder felt how much you like
0: would get i wonder how much i'd have to give you how much the shipping cost would be for you to ship me a 12 packet code Red. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Seriously, Brian. There's there's nothing here. Merry Christmas. So. Um, <laughs> yeah. Guys, if you want to follow Josh on Twitter, he is at JurassicJoshy. If you'd like to follow me, I am at Brian's Bane. And as always, you can follow us at SacredIconPod for the Sacred Icon account on Twitter. Uh, if you'd like to send us an email expressing your thoughts on Halo Infinite or anything else, how you feel about the game, happy or sad... Um, you can put spoilers in your email, but if you do, it's going to be a long time before you hear it on the show, so I would recommend don't put spoilers in your in your email or a voice clip. Um, you can also send a match of, uh, if you played a Halo Infinite match, you can send us a match and we might commentate over it. Just send that to sacrediconpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you'd like to get any kind of Sacred Icon swag, we got stuff at our Etsy shop. Just go search Sacred Icon on Etsy. If you'd like to join our Discord community so we can get to know you individually as people and be friends, just go to discord.gg slash sacredicon. Um, guys, if you would like to support us monetarily, uh, you can go to patreon.com sacredicon. And we got a few tiers there for you. You know, you can join for a dollar. We'll shout your name out on the podcast. Five dollars, you're going to get extra content like our soundtracks, Josh's Oh My Gosh podcast series. So you'll have more to listen to at work. Uh, For $10, you're going to get an extra Halo podcast episode every month where you get to hear us talk about Halo more. That's only for $10 patrons. We have our $25 Sacred Council um, patron tier where you'll get a free choice of a shirt you want sent to you. You'll be a Sacred Council member in our Discord, and you will get to have every month that you're in the Sacred Council, you can have Mir Josh send you a cameo-style shout-out video, Uh, whether we, we can either say something silly, say something cool, Uh, we can answer a question, whatever, just if you're in that tier, every month you get that, and then finally, we have our $50 uh, Sacred Boy tier, which I know $50 sounds like a lot, but you get all the stuff from the prior tiers, and you get the, the ability to be on the podcast with me to talk about your thoughts and opinions on Halo, I mean, and the only, and the thing is, if you're, if you pay that for one month, you get to be on the show once so every month you're in that sacred boy tier you get to be on the show so if you just want to be on the show one time come in here tell us what you think of halo infinite tell us your halo thoughts that's only 50 dollars a month that's the sacred boy tier but guys any tier would be awesome if you support us on the patreon at sacred at <laughs> patreon.com slash sacred icon but if you guys cannot uh support us monetarily don't sweat it don't feel bad about it you guys are here listening brian says that but Twitter. also
1: please support us it means so much <laughs>
0: But we love you guys just supporting the way you do. You can leave a you can leave an iTunes review, which we don't have any
1: of those, right, no, Josh? Not any new ones this week. So, guys, drop yeah. us some new ones and, and let us know. Give us five stars and you can say anything and put us on the spot and we'll cover
0: Yeah, you can leave a five-star iTunes review and as long as it's a five-star, anything you put there, we'll read it off on the show for you. You can make us say something silly. You know, somebody told us that we had to say Roland was the best <laughs> thing ever, which is absolutely not true. That's out, that's um, out there now, yes. Yeah, yes. but uh, yeah, guys, if you want to do that, that'd be great, but don't feel any pressure. Uh, Josh, are you ready to go into our patron shout outs?
1: Just about. Uh, I want to plug something I haven't plugged on the show yet, guys. I am doing a podcast on the side, um, a movie discussion podcast called Cinema I apologize, This. Josh. No, no, no. no you're okay. I didn't even mention that to you. So, uh, yeah. But no, uh, I'm doing a movie discussion podcast on the side with my friends, Jeff, who is on the Dune episode of our Oddball series, and also our other friend, Erwin. And what this is, is mostly just getting in the car after seeing a movie and discussing spoilers about it, just going through and, and kind of, uh, Deconstructing it, and or just having a, uh, we did an episode on the Nightmare Before Christmas because it just felt like the perfect go-between for Christmas and Halloween, and uh, having a lot of fun doing that, doing some fun skits on there and stuff like that. Um, it's just something you get to do every so often. Don't have quite a uh, you know weekly structure like we do here with Sacred Icon, but it is just something fun to do with them, and the support would mean the world. Uh, if you guys want to hit us up on Twitter at Cinema This Pod. Um, and let us know what you think. There's three episodes out right now, and hope to get some more soon coming out with the new Spider-Man. So that would mean a lot, guys, in the meantime. But uh, that's it for me.
0: Yeah, guys, so if you if you need a lot of podcast content, you got your Sacred Icon podcast, then you get in the Patreon, you get more podcasts that help you get through work, then you go and you follow Cinema This, and you have even more podcast content with Josh, get you through the whole work week. It's a great idea. Check it out. Um, also, guys, if you want to check, if you want to go and subscribe to our YouTube, that would be really we really appreciate that because I I put a lot of work into the YouTube with with our buddy Joe, uh, Small Print TV, and I would just love you to go check that out. He recently posted this really cool marketing video about Halo Infinite's marketing. You go to YouTube.com/sacredicon to check that out. Also, I just started streaming on Twitch, um, and I don't know how often I'm gonna do that. I did it a lot this week because I didn't have to work. I've had this week off for Infinite but uh, I plan to continue to do that so if you guys could go over to twitch.tv slash Brian's bane uh, give me a follow or check in there usually we have about 10 people or so in the mm-hmm. in the stream and I was just yesterday I was playing through legendary campaign and it was a lot
1: of fun so if you guys want to check that out we really appreciate it yeah but i'm at i will say real quick i'm at titch, twitch i said Twitch. <laughs> i'm at twitch.tv slash j level 7 uh, i have not done that myself yet in a while although i did join brian's streams to play with him and be in the chat a lot of times you'll find but josh
0: in my streams during the stream
1: yes but i will definitely i'm definitely Thinking about that more because that was really yeah. Go follow, follow to do it.
0: so he can get those follows up before he even gets going. Because yeah. my my uh, my Twitch account currently, I think all I have to do is stream one more day, and I have all the requirements for affiliate direct. That's dope, so Brian. That, That's dope, get...
1: man. I definitely yeah. it was definitely invigorating. I definitely want to do that more now. I've been thinking about that, but. Yeah, guys, we're doing Twitch stuff now, too, I guess, at least when we can. I who yeah, knows? So ask Sacred us in a week, and we might be like, nope, not anymore, because we're back. <laughs> Sacred there.
0: Icon has no bounds. We do it all. <laughs> um, yes. But yeah, okay, guys, we'll get into the Patreon shout-outs. Josh, you ready for this? Absolutely. Let's do it. First, we got William Green. I have a pastor named Pastor Green, so I just see you as a very good dude. Very good
1: Thank dude, you, William, William Green. Green. That's a very uh, famous name, too. Famous-sounding name.
0: It's not Ed, Ed, and Eddie. It's Simon Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Thank uh, you, Simon. My,
1: my favorite. My favorite of the two thank you appreciate so
0: much. you next we got kevin benson who is on episode 99 hope you're enjoying kevin, yeah you.
1: and thanks so much for the support in the chat too recently when we've done the streaming thank you yes so much. dude i love seeing you on my stream yeah. thank
0: you so much for that uh albino we love you dude you are like a staple of the community a sacred now. staple
1: i, here I can't on remember saturday
0: <laughs> remember it without you thank you so much thank you appreciate you next we got i all tv dude you're awesome Love seeing you streaming that content. I hope you're enjoying Infinite. Thank Absolutely. You you're us. working
1: so hard at Amazon, man. You're killing it. Thank you.
0: Next, we got I'm like a bird. I my name's Jason Bird. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Brian can't stop doing that part. If, if you ever bring that up, he's going to do that part. He's going to get it every yeah, time. I get definitely. it, though. I get it, though. Thank you, Jason.
0: Uh, next, we got my brother Creighton, who goes by Mr. Muffin. Thank you for supporting us, even <laughs> though you don't need to do that. Mr. Muffin. Hope you're enjoying Infinite, Creighton.
1: Love uh, you. I, I was a joy getting to talk to you again, Creighton. Next, I Josh.
0: You. I don't know why it smells in here. Oh, wait, I do. It's AJ's Dank. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. <laughs> aj and for the day. next we got evan Leah. he's laying down the law you evan leo do it brian appreciate you what's that hit me with that leo leo there we go
1: damn that's leo <laughs> <laughs> that's leo
0: barbecue sauce um it's next we got elliot finn <laughs> who is a cool dude cool supporter of us friend of haruspis and he has been in almost and i think every single stream i've done which has been so he awesome a damn, you. You.
1: you were a damn delight to talk to dude i really man
0: thank you so much for your support next we got fallout 152 he is way ahead of the game ready for the next fallout game but we still got we jumped ahead 76 we more to today. go cryogenic sleep Yeah. uh cryogenic sleep yeah next we got owen the lego king who wishes he could be playing with halo legos but he has to play with halo mega blocks because there is no LEGO <laughs> thank you so yet. much Owen. thank you so much next we got church on a hill that's where william green attends thank you very much church, <laughs> on, a church hill. on a hill Next we got Stephen Lasloffy, who is such a nice supportive dude. We appreciate you. Thank yeah, you, you're for always support. so supportive, man. I really Josh. Next you. we got
1: Menadeus. Menadeus, Menadeus. Menadeus, Menadeus, Menadeus. Menadeus, Oh oh Menadeis. Oh, come Ooh. on, Rick with Minidaius. Thank you so much, Menadeus.
0: <laughs> Every time Josh is singing that, I'm grooving. You guys can't even see it.
1: Grooving! Next,
0: dude. Yeah, dude. Next we got He's a Rebel, he's a Saint. It's Shin Rebel. Shin Rebel. Support, dude. Next we got Ascending from the Ashes, Born Anew. It's Irish Phoenix, and I love that every time he enters my Twitch stream, he puts an asterisk ascending from the ashes. <laughs> hey, what's up, Brian? Uh, love that. Gives something to think about, doesn't it? Gives you something to think about ascending from the ashes, just like Harry Potter, Goblet of Fire. Actually, it wasn't Goblet of Fire. Chamber of Secrets. I messed that up. Sorry. Sorry. That's your favorite one, too. What, yeah, Chamber of Secrets is. Yep. Next we got, it's not the cool shark. It's not the dope shark. It's the lame shark. Lame shark. shark. More than a yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you so much. Great name. Next we got the Dav. Not doing the dab because the dab is so much cooler. But I'm always thank you so much I'm for your always,
1: support. I'm always dabbing for the dab. Appreciate you, bro.
0: Hell yeah. Timberland Bear, we love you, bro. We're always Miss here for you. you. Man. Thank come you so much for your support. A, come back, hit us up anytime. We love you. Yeah. Next we got Kevin Nelson. What what does he play in football?
1: Kevin Nelson, fullback.
0: Fullback, very nice. It's a lot better than the halfback. I my brother was Jesus a halfback Christ. once, and <laughs> and I it just wasn't good. It wasn't good. Halfback. I, I, when you guys run the bases, it gets me riled up. Oh my god. Anyways. <laughs> Next we got Demon Two Five Six, who's got two hundred fifty six, two hundred fifty six gigabytes more than Master Chief. Thank you so much for your support. Next we have Thank Eric you. Milligan, who always reminds me of pulling those mulligans on my dad in those early Madden games. Appreciate <laughs> Thank the throwback. you, Eric, for reminding Brian of that. Jared Hartley. We love you dude. dude Table in the community. Super drunk. I saw He just got super drunk and came into Discord. He's like I, like, love, I guys. love you guys. You're such a I lovable drunk. That's so great much. man. Love you. Appreciate you dude. Thank you for support. Next we got the dude that always makes me not want to level up in Oblivion because it'll get more difficult. It's the Lurker Crab. The Lurker Appreciate Crab. Lurker dude, Crab. I've been addicted to Skyrim lately. Oh my god. Oh gosh. dude, Elder Scrolls is the best. No. Next we got It's a space rocket ship in there, me, and I right at boom. I love it just at Thanksgiving, just Creighton coming around the corner going, I'm a space buyer, I'm a space buyer, I'm a space bum, i ketchup. Next, we got Small Print TV, who is our YouTube editor and a mod. We'd love you. Thank you so much Joe, for all I love your you, help, Joe. Uh, I love you so much. Thank you for all
1: the work you do for us. It means the world.
0: Thank you. Yes, really appreciate it. Also, want to thank Aaron and Preyanshu, who are also patron supporters, who are also um, awesome mods. Always that help killing us out it. so much. Always being we good have, people to talk to. They're so great. We also have a Carnage Report with them covering divine wind spoilers awesome. coming out in less than a week that'll be awesome look yeah. out for that and make thank sure you, you guys so drop some guys. support for that let them know what you think next we got cameron 88 who still hasn't played infinite because he is in his room queued up on halo 3 with pistol pistols pvp <laughs> match waiting for someone to face him no just kidding he's enjoying infinite thank you so much dude. appreciate you Next, we got Polton... Polton. I almost said Polton King. I was going to say pulled pork. I'm fucking famished Oomph, right pulled now. Pulled pork sounds delicious. Dude, sounds so good. But next, we got Colton Pittman, who's given Brett Favre a run for his money. Thank you so much Hell yeah. for giving us your money. We
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> that was smooth. That was smooth. I like Rodan,
0: it. we're the first... I think you're the first one we ever used the term staple with. You are a staple of this community. Thank you sacred so much, Sacred staple. Ba-boom. Next, we got Nerva, who is amazing. Friend of Josh's and friend of mine now as well. Yeah, love you, David. Love you, David. icon David. bingo. We love you. Yes. Josh. A C D C outlaw, hit me up with a song.
1: Red <laughs> boot.
0: Okay. A C D C and Turkey Lady have just become one. That's, well, that's really what it yeah, has been. That's her getting yep. up there on stage doing it. Next we got the Michael Salvatore and the Marty O'Donnell of Sacred Icon. It's Caleb Webster. He does all of our music. Hey, Thank guys. you
1: so much. Also Appreciate did the, the theme the for cinema this. Yeah. He's, oh, dude, amazing! So insane. He transcends
0: good. all podcasts. Yeah. Next we have Chris Greco, me Gecko, Neko Have you seen my Greco? It's Chris Greco and Josh says Brian wants you do that one more time, and I'll say Josh, I would love to. It's Chris Greco, me Neko Have you seen Greco? I don't my even Greco? say it's that Chris shit Greco. anymore.
1: Brian just does it. Thank anymore. you so I love much.
0: <laughs> Next we got Tony, you. who is one of the most lovable, supportive dudes who is who sings beautifully and we just love hearing from him thank you so much for You being know here, what Tony? Tony dude I got to say real oh. quick
1: man if honestly if we didn't have you we'd be so much less without you because you add Oh if you left you add I such an intelligible night, or I'm sorry you add such an intangible and intelligible enthusiasm that uh, it's just it's all your own dude and I I can't like we can't not have that I have to have that in there in that discord in the community like we love that we love you man love you so much
0: Josh you know what's a far better movie than Pixels it's Pixel Freaks. Pixel
1: Freaks. Fuck yeah, Thank you dude. So much for your 4K, support. Ultra HD.
0: Next, we have. I'm sure he's excited because they're the best in Halo Infinite. We have not the little grunt, not the queen grunt. We have the king, the grunt. king grunt. I hope you're enjoying These those are grunts. are the
1: king grunts in Halo Infinite.
0: Thank you so much, bro. Um, you know what's crazy, guys? A lot of you were expecting in Halo Infinite for there to be a day-night cycle, and there is, but it never gets too dark, and the reason that it never gets too dark is because they were not able to employ Ares 0430's mustache (laughs) to cover up Zeta Halo and make it dark enough to be truly nighttime. Wow. Thank you so much, Ares 0430. Didn't see it coming, did you, Josh? Never do, and that's what I love about it, Brian. I love it. Beautiful. I gotta think of something new every time. Next we got Alex, get something to think about, Alex Diaz has a great name. Thank you, Alex. Thank Diaz. you, Alex. <laughs> ah, beautiful. Very nice. <laughs> Look at Brian. Next we got, not the Phantom Menace, the Montana Menace. Montana Lately Menace. Fellow.
1: Thank oh, you for no. being around. We appreciate you. Love you, man. Josh. We got Green Plumber. He goes by another name. Fucking Luigi, man, gonna have him Woo! on the show soon. Gotta to talk to him even recently, and has the most amazing Christmas tree I've seen oh. out of anybody. So hats off to you, buddy, We, love the dude. we got him an emoji Christmas. now, a Luigi emoji. Yes, uh, Luigi emoji. I like that. bottoms up for for the Ouija emoji.
0: Everyone in the Discord now look for that. And the and the and Luigi laughs.
1: <laughs>, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, think about but, doesn't it uh,
0: gives you something to think about. Green Plumber's gonna be on the show soon. Guys, referring back to that patron uh, sacred boy thing, we're going to have Green Plumber on soon because he is a sacred boy. He's going to be on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And we're also going to have Corey Hanks on the podcast and uh, Brent Brentonimo. So we got a lot of people January, coming January, February, we're going to be getting
1: a lot of people on. So that's going to be a lot All of fun. All
0: sacred boys. That's going to be really enjoyable. Mm-hmm. So we're looking forward to that. Um, next, we have my favorite, personal favorite cereals. Be- cereal beating out Fruity Pebbles and Lucky Charms. It's Cody O's. Cody O's. Thank, Thank you, you so much fun. for your support. Next, we got the guy who makes Josh feel inferior. It's Joshy Big Boy.
1: As it should, Joshy Joshy, Big Boy. Thank you so much, Joshy.
0: (laughs) Next, we have Ryan Barca, who's loving Halo Infinite, but not as much as NASCAR Thunder
1: 2003. (laughs) Love you, gotta give up one Desert Island. He's like, I'm going with NASCAR Thunder. I'm taking it with you. Absolutely. Next, we got Dustin Mandre, who's a father and a good one at that. We love you. Thank you. I love for people who aren't listening. They're like, well, okay, he's a dad. (laughs) Yeah, well, he's recently (laughs) become a dad, so that's why. Yes. Next,
0: we have... Anthony Nicolosi from K.O. K- K- Koal Entertainment, who did Master Chief Miss with his wife once again, Killed to it. celebrate Halo Infinite. Always does though. It was amazing. It looks so tasty. It looks so scrumptious. And also, they're loving Halo Infinite. We're so happy that they're they're loving the game. Love you guys. Awesome. Next, we have Corey Hanks, the aforementioned one who's going to be on the show soon. Who I haven't really got his opinion on Halo Infinite. Yet. I, I know. i ask him, but He's going to gonna tell thinks, us, but in a good on way on the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. He's going to tell us. It's going to be awesome. Thank you for that support. Uh, Brent Onimo, once again, aforementioned, going to be on the show soon. Thank you so much for your support, dude. Jonah you are awesome. Oni Nightwire
1: was You're on my Spotify. Rap. Us. Love him.
0: Go check out Oni Nightwire, his podcast. We really appreciate him. Seriously, Great he's doing
1: something week. no one else is. Definitely go check out his stuff. Next, we got some protein
0: jugs. Protein jugs? You got the
1: protein jugs? Well, I told you to get the other jugs. I get the turkey jugs, and I could put a ham with all the glaze in it. Oh, damn.
0: Oh say yeah, that's what I wanted you to do. Give, um, give me another line, but end with the the conversion
1: invoice. What are you gonna? That. Who we got for a Patreon? Who
0: who's our next one? Our next patron is MH Cosplay.
1: Hey, drop it with a Halo Whole Mail XP. i tell you what I, do, I need. some of that Halo Whole Mail chili. Spread it around in that bowl. Get some of them dashed tomatoes and put them in there. Get, that little, get a little taste of that in there. Go, God damn. No, that wasn't as good. I can do better. I can do better. It's all right. It's all right.
0: Thank you, you so much, MH Cosplay, for your continued support. Love you, bro. Uh, Next, we have the smartest guy in the room at all times. It's Genesis. Thank you so much. I hope you're enjoying Infinite. Hell Love yeah, you, bro. Genesis. Love you, man. Appreciate you. Love you. Ian Mills is on that esports hype now that Hitman is released.
1: Yes, he. Thank is. you so
0: much, big dog. He is killing We it. got Photon, the spiciest meme Lords of spiciest all meme Lord, Lord. the spiciest meme Lords in the meme Lord land of spicy spice. Thank you so much Thank for you your so support, much, man. Buddy. We love you. Next, we have K N Nick. He says, "Hey guys, you're doing quality work. Let me support you." And we say, "Hey, thanks, appreciate thanks, man. You. So straightforward. Yeah, appreciate so you, much. K N Nick." Next, we got the dude who took his shoes off because he was sweating so profusely from being bombarded by the 86 trillion women that are on top of him and he just needed to, to he just needed to breathe through his feet because i don't know josh i needed to think of something <laughs> you really didn't have
1: to with that one <laughs> i know i worked fair, too hard
0: you're the one that does this stuff so. <laughs> i worked too hard on that one yeah i'm sorry i'm no, sorry was... what matters at the end of the day is that every woman on this planet wants to be with you and i have to keep my wife on uh on a on a chain so that she doesn't because <laughs> you're like a magnet basically thank you so much for that next we got the shipleys thank you so much the for your shipleys. support we love you you are the best wandavision is all i can think of when i think of you guys i know you're enjoying halo i can't they wait for more about that for halloween what you think year. of it absolutely next we have dust storm the original Hell halo yeah. podtacular man i'm sure he's got a lot to talk about now yeah hope you're doing good Dusty. and then we have glass who is glass. second to, second he's in second place shards of positivity but even though to us glass is he might as well be first place because we admire his support so much mm-hmm. he's seen too much talladega nights and he thinks if you're not first you're last so he's trying to get <laughs> shake, matthew it back. Salvatore. shake it back but we appreciate you and
1: josh finally
0: our longest running
1: supporter it is the man who saw justice league knew it needed more said halo infinite's coming out i'm gonna put out some crazy bomb-ass stop-motion shit with the mega blocks it's matthew salvatore we love you, Matt. You believed
0: in us before anyone else did.
1: That was actually pretty good.
0: I tried. I tried a little bit. It was kind of out of nowhere. But Josh, when I do when I do that out of nowhere, Josh just looks impressed. Like when he does it to me, sometimes I'm like, Josh, I'm trying to drive home a point. And you interrupted me, and I look irritated. But when I do it, Josh is like, That's my friend Brian, exceeding and living his best life. That's how <laughs> I'm like, There goes my friend. That's
1: my that's my best friend. Look at him go. There goes my hero watch him as he eats turkey legs oh god that's good with the turkey legs you get them on there you dip them in the mashed potatoes with the gravy and then you kind of mix it up in the plate with all the veggies and the goods god damn there a little bit better there a little <laughs> bit better I feel a little part. bit better i feel like i've redeemed it's myself the, the damn part that bit, just you throw <laughs> anyway, it down guys, like you just we need to get out of here go play up. some more halo infinite
0: yeah dude we're looking we're looking forward to that playing some more halo so guys We are so glad you could join us on this episode of the Sacred Icon Podcast. We hope you're all enjoying Halo Infinite. We're going to be back next week with a new episode. This is just the beginning. Just the beginning. We're just getting started, I think. (laughs) Halo 1 reference, God. (laughs) Um, But guys, we're going to be covering all that spoiler stuff a few weeks from now. So when we come back next week, it won't be to talk about spoilers, but we'll have more Halo Infinite to talk about. We'll be here. We're not going anywhere. We got we got 10 years of Halo Infinite coming up, and you know you're going to need your sacred icon boys to get you through it. So why don't you go ahead, and as always, keep it sacred.